Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on any Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the hell knows where. This is Mike Check Radio with Adam here for Saturday, February 9th, 2019. And uh, uh, it is currently uh, day 823 of the Trump crisis here in the United States of America. Send help because it has been 823 days, 18 hours, 6 minutes, and hey, 2 seconds since Schittler somehow managed to weasel his way into the White House. And uh, joining me, as always, uh, the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagan. What's up? Blood pressure. It was 104 over 72. No, 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 my blood pressure. Oh. Up. Oh. Okay. Um, eat less sodium? Why would I ask for your blood pressure? You asked for blood pressure, and I happened to go to the doctor recently, and uh, <laughs> they said it was very good. <laughs> and speaking of very good, also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM, Dungeon Master, Mother of Cats, etc., etc., Michelle Ligon. Yes, that is me. I have my fifth crown. I think I should now be crowned Empress of the Universe. We'll, uh, we'll see if that's in the budget. It should be, because damn, this thing hurts. <laughs> I'm not, not, not like I'm mocking your pain, uh, of course. No. And especially since my insurance company says sent me a letter today saying they're not going to pay any of it, which is really confusing, because they've paid for crowns in the past, and we don't know what the hell's going on. So I'm hoping What's it's just a clerical on? error. Yeah, it better be a clerical error. You tell, because you tell, I, <laughs> I don't want to be paying eight. 800 bucks out of pocket for it. No, I don't blame you. You know what you do is when they, if they say no, you tell them, do you know who I work for? <laughs> now, I'll just have a talk with my dentist saying, uh, why is this not being covered? <laughs> so, I don't so know how he would just, know. You're just going to pass on name draw. Oh. oh, I don't think your name carries that much weight with Cigna. I, I waste... I'm not going to say how much I weigh, but it's a lot of weight. Yes. <laughs> but it does not carry over to your name, unfortunately. 
And insurance companies are notoriously bastages. It's about the nicest things you could say about them. Cool. Anywho. So if you need to kill time, I can also discuss my cholesterol levels. No, that that won't be necessary, Miles. Thank you. Okay. Um I just I couldn't go through the State of the Union. I will say I don't get why Bernie thinks he gets he should have his own special reply, like people actually care what he thinks or that he's relevant. I don't know. Hush. What? I, I think he's being obnoxious. Uh, well, yeah, that's your opinion. No one I'm asked okay with him. him. No one asked him to deliver, you know, he's like, <clears throat> let's make an, an excuse to make this all about me. Let's do this. I mean, he's he's just like Trump in that regard. How? You know what You know what decides really? whether or not it's worth watching? The oh. people that use the rating system and, and they say, I'm going to spend time listening to him. It Those makes, are the people that matter. You don't care. You're not in the demographic. Don't worry about it. And think about like this. Think about the optics. How 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 does it make him look that he feels he should upstage the black woman? I mean, come on. I'm an idiot, and even I can see the optics of that situation suck. This is the first I've heard of it. I don't even know. Supposedly yeah, he does it every year, but I mean, like I said. Okay. Why does Why does he think he gets to no, do this? I don't okay. think he did. I think they decided to broadcast it. The news thought it. Hey, this is going to get us a little little bit more ratings. They don't have to broadcast his response. So he's he a, you know, he's one of the few independents in the Senate. Thank and you he for has a right. That. He has a right. What? Should I not admit it? He is an independent. I never said he was a Democrat. I, I'm not saying you did. I'm saying thank you for admitting it. No, no. I, I, but he caucuses with the Democrats, and oh, that yeah, makes me does. happy. But just, you know, we, we, let's just say that the, that the news organizations, people who broadcasted his response, decided he was going to get ratings. Whether they, he did or not. I don't know, because I didn't watch any of it, and I wasn't going to watch any of it. <sighs> I, 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 I Because it was, a, yeah, it was a poop show from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, a literal shit show. I mean, <laughs> it's sad. You know, he's sitting here, he's basically saying that if he, you know, he's he basically threatened the country. It's Trump, what he did. Yeah. That's what Trump yeah. does. You know, nice country. Stop the investigations, or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna, you know, or something's gonna happen to it. Well, let's get back to slamming Bernie. No, let's drop Bernie completely. It's not okay. relevant to this situation. I'd love it if someone if they drop Bernie. Adam, stick to the the poop show. Yeah, it sucks to live in a democracy, huh? Where people have to make up minds and stuff. Yeah, but they did make up their minds, and they 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 went with this, went went with Hillary Clinton. So I mean, yep. I, like, oh, why? they sure but, did. But who decided to uh, air Bernie's speech? 
I don't care to think about it. Then don't complain that it was aired. They thought it was going to bring more ratings. Just let it go, hon. Just let it go. It's in the past. He's still there. He's still a re- relevant figure in, in the Senate. That reminds Just me. Let it thank, go. You. Thank, you. thank you for saying that, because that reminds me. Screw you, Disney and Square Enix, for making me sit through those two stupid song sequences from Frozen. Oh, and Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yes. you poor baby. Oh, I feel so sorry. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard? Was it, you know, like, difficult to do? Have you seen Frozen? I have not. Okay. But the I music feel- from the movie is what really gets to you, right? That's the problem? Look, I, what little I've seen of Frozen did not impress me. I feel it's an overrated film. It's definitely not one of Disney's A-listers. Beating the Beast! I'm sorry, my, my allergies. Um, but, I mean, oh, for like... I'm, I'm sorry, five... what did you say? Did you say, did you say Sleeping Beauty? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I said <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Sleeping Beauty. <clears throat> well, you're half right. Maleficent is the best. I, I'm. I, I will say. I think Maleficent is an awesome villain. All I'm saying is that I for for what like five years I had that stupid movie and its stupid songs shoved down my throat, and I'm playing my <laughs> game where all I want to do is smack around people with a big ass key. So, so I'm guessing you don't. I- like- you don't like the Pirates of the Caribbean parts either. Huh? I hear what you're saying, Adam. I mean, the nerve. I haven't, gone, I haven't gone that part yet. I uh, I I played, I played through two, two worlds, on Monday night, and I started at ten after the premiere of Relics and Rarities, Deborah Ann Wall's new uh, Dungeons and Dragons show, and then before I knew it, it was five in the morning. So, that game is dangerous. <laughs> Boy. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. That 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 Frozen movie, the nerve of Disney to make a movie where the big enemy, the big problem of the movie is not defeated by someone with a penis. I hear what you're saying. It just it just takes those of us that have them and puts them just makes us Irrelevant. <laughs> it's such an annoying. Yeah, I hear you, man. Are, I hear you. Done and re- are you music... done reading stuff into what I'm saying that I didn't really say? <laughs> All right. And before, no. be, before I, I also want to say this. I have a. I have what is pro- I have an unpopular opinion based on playing Kingdom Hearts three. I was playing. I was mess- mucking around in the. Uh, world based off of Tangled and I had an epiphany poof and that was that the villain of Tangled the true villain of Tangled is not Mother Gothel it's Rapunzel's parents who thought they could take something that didn't belong to them without consequences The the movie Tangled is about Rapunzel Yes. yes. Oh. 
it's, it's very similar to the original story, at least in that aspect. Yes, but my point is that Mother Gothel was harmless. Selfish, yes. But utterly harmless. And then they stole something from her that didn't belong to them just because I'm the king, I'm the king, I can take whatever I want for my queen. Ha 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 ha. And so their kid gets abducted. It's all on them. Well, yeah, monarchies are like that. So, so unpopular opinion. Um according to who? I, I figured <laughs> I'm just, let's just wait for the chat to blow up. Okie doke. Yeah, anyway. Hebert, defender of witches. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that what Mother Gothel did in the course of the film was was right. All I'm saying is that sh that stuff wouldn't have happened if they hadn't stolen from her to begin with. So, I mean, come on. I like the original version of the tales, though. You know? Well, yeah, it's a lot darker. <laughs> <laughs> I actually loaned a friend of mine, uh, his daughter. Uh, she got to. Uh, I loaned her my Grimm's fairy tales. You know, it was a collected work of Grimm's fairy tales, and she got to read Cinderella and all that in their original bloody splendor. Oh yes, yes, Cinderella, <laughs> where, where the where the sisters kept cutting off parts of their feet. Well, the mother, yeah, the mother was there. Just cut off a toe, cut off the back of your heel. Here, here you go. Yeah. All right. Pleasant. Speaking of sh other shit shows, uh, but but I, I but I will say I'm really enjoying Kingdom Hearts three. Other than those insipid song sequences. Uh, so please consider picking up copy. But anyway, speaking of shit shows, I don't know if you guys saw um the Whitaker hearings. Uh, I I I I've got some audio, but not much. Just him being like a, a snarky douche. And this, to me, I mean, this is where, if I were in charge, <laughs> I would be like, all right, this hearing is over. Sergeant Arms, handcuff that bastard, take him down the, to the jail cells, and let him sit there for a few days. He was clearly in contempt of Congress with this. Oh, yeah. He was Mr. Was Chairman, uh, I see that you're fine. Oh, I'm sorry, Michelle. I did not mean for that to happen. No, it's okay. He's a smartass. Yeah, I can agree. I mean, I just you can hear the contempt for Congress for that for their for their right to conduct congressional oversight in this. I mean, this is I mean, this is just one little turd out of an entire shitberg. And I'm just saying that at what point do Democrats say, "All right, we're done here. Handcuff them, take them down to the jail cells." Let's see if that gives him the attitude adjustment he so richly deserves. Because, I mean, Jerry Nadler just let him walk all over him. You know, I, I, what do you think you're accomplishing, Jerry? Do you think, you know, his, his shoe prints look nice on your shirt? I, I, I don't know. But there comes a point where you say, like I said, we're done here. Hand cut Sergeant Arms, take him away. And if he resists, do not hesitate to use your billy club. So here's uh, here's this little exchange, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I see that your five minutes is up, and so um, I'm 
We, 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 I am here, I'm here voluntarily. I, we have agreed to five-minute rounds. And the committee. I think that's a fine place to end the five-minute rule. The committee will end, will, 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 will come to order. I will point out that we didn't enforce the five-minute rule on, 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 on attorney, uh, Acting Attorney General Whitaker. We will. I understand, Mr. Chairman. I was just saying that might be a good breaking point at that uh, point for you. No. The, the Attorney General was in the middle of saying something. Answer the question, please. Oh, wait. That other voice you heard there, so that was Jerry Nadler, you know, talking to him, and, uh, of course, Matthew Whitaker, your five minutes are up, Mr. Chairman. And then the other guy is Doug Collins of Georgia, who basically made a total ass himself this entire hearing. And, and again, there comes a point where I think you just say, you know what? He's being an arrogant ass. Sergeant in arms, take him away. Because I don't see what letting him run rushod like that accomplishes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, you know, restraint, uh, you know, when necessary or when, when applicable. But there comes a point where, you know, uh, sometimes the best way to get your, your point across someone is a nice boot to the head. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, call me crazy, guys. I'm sure he will. I mean, you know, you guys do all the time. Uh, but what I want is for conservatives all over the country to be shitting literal bricks. I want Sean Hannity on his stupid little show shaking his ham-like fist, ranting like a madman. Like, that's going to be different from usual. I want every dry cleaner in Washington, D.C. shut down because that they can't keep up cleaning the pants from the Trump administration people. I have a dream. And... Again, I, I, I understand Jerry Nadler's a statesman. I have breathtaking anger management issues. But again, you have to, you have to set you have to set an example. And sometimes the way you set an example is toss his ass in jail. Let him rot for a few days. Put him on bread and water and let's see if he's ready to talk like like a civilized human being in a, in a few days. That's how that's how you break him. I want Whitaker broken. Well, I don't know what you're going to get out of him because he's not there for long. That's not the point. I understand that. The point but, is, I mean, we, you, we have you know we you, have to be saying there is no escape from this. It doesn't. How long he's going to be there is irrelevant. You know, and if he lied under oath, they need to call him back. You know, I don't care if it's in two years or ten years. If it comes, oh, out, I'm not him. debating the lie under oath thing. Oh no, I think he lied under oath. But I'm saying that if they can prove it, I don't care if it's in in, in one month, one year, or ten years. They haul him back before Congress, say you lied. We're throwing you in jail, and then they need I'm to say. I'm not talking about the lying. Okay, that's fine. 
And then they need to say, I want to see Democrats on the nighttime talk show saying, this is what happens if you lie to Congress. This is what happens if you're disrespectful of our congressional authority. You will rot in jail. Okay. I don't think it's illegal to be disrespectful. Uh, that's why it's called contempt of Congress. That's a different thing than lying. No, it's where you are being disrespectful of a congressional authority. There is a separate crime for lying to Congress. Okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I, I think I, I, I'm all, I, I, you know... I, I'm I'm like, have you guys seen? You guys have seen the Untouchables, right? One of my favorite movies. Yeah, you loved it. Begin, you remember in the beginning when Al Capone saying, "You know, you can get further with a kind word and a gun than with just a kind word." I think get you can. I think get further with a kind word and handcuffs than you can with a kind word. I want to see Matt Whitaker in handcuffs. I know. I see. I want to see a lot of people in handcuffs. And like I said, if they resist, officers, please do not hesitate to use the billy clubs. Just, just, yeah. Right along with Trump's advice to the cops to not be gentle when placing people in the cars. Go ahead and let their heads hit the curb. I'm just saying, accidents happen. I know, I I heard exactly what you said, and I'm just pointing out it's how close it is to what Trump said. That's fine. Well, I mean, I think you know that's Trump's new standard. Maybe he no, should be held to it. Trump's always Trump's always been that way. <laughs> well, Trump's yes, always. But, so then he should have no objections. Well, Trump's one of those classic. Is there an R after the name? You can't indict some. You can't impeach somebody because you know what's the term? I'm doing such a good job as president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great reason to just ignore the law. <laughs> Presidential um, harassment. Pres- no, it's called justice. So yeah, but uh, man, things are going to start getting uh, ugly because uh, Mueller just got some transcripts. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and he didn't get them sooner. Why? Because the government was shut down. No. He didn't get them sooner because because Congress is still able to function. They still get paid. He didn't get them sooner because the Republicans did not appoint the members to that committee to uh, authorize the transfer of the transcripts. Wow. For two I'm weeks sh- they delayed it off. I'm shocked. This is my shocked voice, Michelle. Can you tell how shocked I am? I'm very shocked. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't the shutdown. Republicans obstructed. But too late now. I mean, well, you know, they obstructed, but, you know, guess what? There it is. He's got it now, so. Ah, and Stone. Man, did we even have a talk about Stone getting uh, hauled out of his house? We talked about it briefly. Oh, what a great moment. What How come is it every, time, every time I decide we're going to take a week off because someone's sick or... Something else happens. Something big like that happens. It's like I'm cur- I'm cursed like Stephanie Miller. So, 
one of my favorite things, and, and it, maybe we can talk more about it after the break, is the prosecution went to a judge and said, look, we understand he has a constitutional right to a speedy trial, but this is really complicated because they found multiple, I don't know the number, but that I believe was a term that was used, multiple terabytes <laughs> in his computer <laughs> of, of stuff. And they need time to go over it. <laughs> and the defense said, yeah, this is complicated. We are not going to argue the point. <laughs> Terabytes of information from a dirty trickster that was too stupid to delete it off his computer. Oh, boy. <laughs> how, long does, how long does it take to go through two terabytes? Oh. You know how much a megabyte is? Yeah. Okay. A CD-ROM holds like 640K of information. And a DVD holds... Oh, God, I forgot the 4. numbers. 4.2 gigabytes. 4.2 gigabytes. So a Blu-ray is a high-def movie that's, what, two hours long or an hour and a half or something like that? that that's what uh -huh. it can handle? Right. That's a lot of information in a Blu-ray or, or a DVD. It's a DVD that you said was a four gigabyte, right? Not the Blu-ray. Blu-ray's even higher. So, <laughs> the, the, four four point what gigabyte? Like four point two, I think. Four point two. Let's just say four. That makes the math math easier. So that's twenty five DVDs. In a hundred gigabytes. And there's ten times that number in a terabyte. Twenty-five times ten. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, my math is good. Two hundred and fifty DVDs worth of information. And that's just one terabyte. So if it's two terabytes, it's 500 DVDs. Wow. <laughs> Point made. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the FBI a little bit of manpower to go through that. <laughs> oh, I am, I am looking forward to that because he is... Stone and uh, Manafort, they were the two that were together, right? They were the ones that were like thick as thieves and all that kind of crap. And now both of them are up up, up the creek. Oh, my God. Yeah. feels so good. I get giddy just thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. All right, so we're going to go to break. and we come back, uh, we've got some, some uh, funny. Because uh, we're, we're currently being led by an imbecile. And... Um, <laughs> and of course we're helpers here so uh I'm gonna help our ignorant SOB of a president we're gonna we're gonna learn something today let's go we'll be right, okay. we'll right back after this you're listening to Mike Check Radio 
with Adam Hebert. It fought like a demon, big and furry, soft and squishy, oh, kind of plush and cuddly. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Facing his running, I fall high on lunch just to get me to do it. But the gin and the moose got a vein running through it. What the hell? I'm a short little crap, my toupee is all greasy. Don't mind working hard if I'm taking it easy. Can't take my eye off that blind at the table. No upper lip, but she's willing and able. What the hell? Y'all surrounded now, dogged and hounded now Maybe you were waiting for cash Y'all attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache Set down in Dallas, the software is ready to make them believers behaving and raving like golden retrievers. 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 You're surrounded now, dog and hounded now. Maybe you're waiting for cash. Your attention span ain't no business plan. For 35 fat guys and one mustache. Surrounded now, dog and hounded now. Maybe Attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache
This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Uh, let's real quick go through some of this extra audio that I have before we go to the to the funny. Um, Hi, I'm Miles. The other one's right? my wife, Michelle. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Ready when you are. Yes, I forgot something important. All right. Uh, join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Queen, Mother of Cats. Am I forgetting anything? Um, Queen of the Universe now. Queen of the Universe. Yes. Not so Queen five as crowns. In, not Queen oh. as in uh um uh, oh, oh, oh oh Freddie Mercury. No 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 I I I'm, no actually I want to be the the ultimate Empress space fairy of the universe. There we go. Uh, all right. We'll see if uh that's doable. <laughs> in the meantime, let's let's here is um. You know, conservatives just aren't that smart. I mean, well, yeah, that goes without saying. But, I mean, this is 
I can't wrap my mind around what I'm about to play. I listened to this a couple of times. Well, I have to listen to everything because I edit it, <laughs> which is like a kick in the groin every time. But Candace Owens is basically about to defend Hitler. And as the grandson of a man who joined the Marines illegally because he was too young to go fight the Nazis, this offends me deeply. And, That's uh, kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how ignorant is this woman? Here she is uh, at some sort of right-wing conference. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually don't have any problems at all with the word nationalism. I think that it gets, uh, the definition gets poisoned. Um, by uh, elitists that actually want globalism. Globalism is what I, what I don't want. So when you think about whenever we say nationalism, the first thing people think about, in, at least in America, is Hitler. You know, he was a national socialist. But if Hitler just wanted to make Germany great and have things run well, okay, fine. The problem is, is that he wanted, he had dreams outside of Germany. He wanted to globalize. He wanted everybody to be German, everybody to be speaking German, everybody to look a different way. That's not, to me, that's not nationalism. Um, so... I, and thinking about how we could go bad down the line, I don't really, I don't really have an issue with nationalism. I really don't. I think that it's okay. Okay. Um, definition of nationalism? Yes. <laughs> um, and, and you know, uh, my grandfather passed away in uh, 2001, shortly before 9/11. And when I heard this, my initial response was, "Boy, I wish my grandfather were alive to hear that, just so I could watch him beat this woman for for saying such stupid shit." You know, I think it would be amusing to watch. Uh, he would be, he'd be like ninety-five now. I think mm. it would be amusing to watch a ninety-five-year-old man beat up Candace, uh, whatever her name is, Candace Owens, and she'd deserve it. You know, she's defending Hitler. I, I, you have no problem with the genocide of the Jewish people, of the Romani people. That's not a deal breaker. Who gives who gives this woman airtime? Is it Fox? Uh, she is a frequent Fox contributor. Yes, because I don't see that flying on the other networks. Wow, no. I I just looked her up. I've never heard of her before. She's she's leading Blexit. <laughs> she's which isn't an actual thing. <laughs> she's no, I'm. She's, she's a, a real. Pe she's a real yeah. piece of work. Yeah. And like I said, I just I would. She I, should you know, she should be one of the last people to be. Yeah, talking you about think, Hitler in that way. Yeah, you would think she would know that after the Jews, Hitler was going to come after black people. I mean, he was already working on to begin with. He just, you know, that was like next on his list. You know, Jews, Romanese, wow. black people. And like I said, I I would I I would love I would have loved it loved to be able to challenge her to say that to my grandfather's face because he would have beat the shit out of her for it. And I would be in the background popping popcorn, laughing. You know. Yeah. Uh, she just said, uh, yeah, yeah, as Kat just said, and as I said before, does she not know what nationalism means? No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She, yeah, she, she doesn't know she, what the she, definition of it is. Yep. What she knows is that Schittler, her leader, her, her, her dear leader, calls himself a nationalist, ergo, nationalism can't be bad. And so well, she, com she comes up with this convoluted reason for, well, you know, Hitler wasn't bad because he was a nationalist. Hitler was bad because he was a globalist. 
Yeah, it's, that that it's... makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, right there are along. some people. There are some people in it. They're just in it for the money. They don't care what their history is. They don't care what uh, uh you know what target uh, who, whose target they may fall under. They just want the money. So I don't think there you go. I, 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 bullshit you know. rationalization that Dinesh D'Souza does. You know, Dinesh D'Souza yeah. is a walking, talking poster child for why we need better immigration laws. That man should not be allowed in this country. And I would love to send him back home on the end of my foot. Once, one way or the other, I was just pointing out that the, 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 the comparison between the two as far as their ideology and how they talk about it. Oh, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, uh, but I mean, again, this is what passes for intellectualism on the right these days. Yeah, not, it not, sure does. You know, not knowing what nationalism is. Not, you know, not understanding. Again, I had no problem with what Hillary was doing. How can you say that and be allowed in public? This woman should be hiding in her house out of fear. The racists know what nationalism means, which is why they flock to it. I'm just saying, I mean, why? I mean, she should... This, People like this should not be allowed in civil society. She should be hiding out of fear for saying something so monumentally stupid. I have nothing. I don't know how much more. I mean, yeah, she should. Well, no. Yeah, Here's mean, the thing. As long as Fox News thrives and you're going to have a certain percentage of this, of this country that is... right-wing racist dicks and they will stay with that station the rest of us got to divide up you know what passes for journalism among the other networks but when it when it comes to that propaganda that they suckle at yeah was that a bad image for you yeah yeah i mean I mean, would, would it be better? I mean, well, I mean, I mean, could we just? If, would it be better if I described it as like a cow udder, or would it? Would you prefer no, like you know? You're gonna ruin milk for me too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, just destroy everything. No. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going to talk, even talk about the fact that there have been certain men that have lactated. So, there you go. <sighs> now I want to dig up that clip from the Venture Brothers. <laughs> from that one episode. Of a Look, cow water? Yes. No, where, no. where Dr. Venture lactates because he's under stress. Oh! Yes, yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can find it real quick. But, I mean, I just, I mean, again, this is what's in, what passes for intellectualism on the right. I have no problem with it. My problem with Hitler is that he wanted, he wanted to kill people who were in his country. What the? Got it. What is wrong with you? I got nothing. I can't argue your point, Adam. Sorry. I have to agree with you. What? Sorry. I know it's against the rules. I I, I know. Uh, damn. I got nothing. I, I it's okay. I uh, 
I, I blame, uh, you know, uh, there it is. I, I, I blame Khan. Okay. Oh, hey, I found the clip, Michelle. Uh. We're lucky. Here it is. Okay. I don't need first aid, Hank. I need you to stop choking me and hitting me with fire extinguishers. But, Pop, you're bleeding. Huh? Oh, this. Uh, no, it's fairly common for some men to lactate involuntarily in situations of extreme stress. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> fairly common. Fairly common. Yeah. That's one of the greatest Adult Swim series that ever came. All oh, the time. yeah. I love that series to death. I don't blame you. I, you know, I, I think the later seasons kind of miss a lot of the charm of the of the, fir- of the first couple of seasons, but yes, but they're still spectacular. Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not denying that. Uh, so, okay. especially for those of us that grew up on reruns of Johnny Venture. I mean, um, yeah, of uh, Johnny, Johnny Quest. Uh, Quest. So you know, you know, it just it just fits so beautifully. The, Dean was the voice. That's uh, Michael Cintron class, right? Yes, Dean. We yes. still have to hear his interview. You know? Yes, we do. Oh, Damn, you're, and you're right. and and Steve Blum. Steve, Steve Blum. Blum. Yes. All right. I've been Steve. failing you. I get the message. Yes, but um, he's actually uh, I, I'm playing Star Wars uh uh the old republic recently uh-huh. and he actually voices one of the uh the companions you get in the game on the um on the uh the the, the dark side i'm not surprised uh, he is yeah oh no over. and it's great too all right uh we got to get to this because we've got a longer, a longish clip. Uh, here's Benjamin. <laughs> this is their little secret, okay? Conservatives don't want to debate you. They they don't care about facts. They don't care about advancing. You know, getting to an understanding. They just want to own you. So there's no reason why you should ever talk to a conservative. I I'm actually kind of with Ann Coulter. The only reason why, you, the only way you should talk to the other side is with a baseball bat. So the only other reason <sighs> you should ever have a conversation no. or be friends with anyone on the left is, and, and not even be friends, is if you are in public in front of a large audience and then your goal is to humiliate oh, them as badly as possible. That is the oh, goal of the conversation. Prick. The goal is not to convince the person. The goal is not to make friends with that person. The convers- So, again. Uh-oh. I've lost audio. Not with me. No, but but, but he's, he's suggesting violence. That's the only way you can talk to the other side? He is saying... Really? He is saying the only way, the only reason why you should ever talk to a liberal is so you can humiliate them. So you can bully them. Exactly. There you go. And bullies are bad people. They are. They are bad people with teeny tiny penises. Well, I I I don't want to take out a tape measure and measure their penises, but they are bad. Well, then you don't, don't talk about their penis size. I can't have nice... Th- uh, well, that's not nice, but... All right. Sure you can. All right, let's get to this. Um, we're going to classify this as uh, the greatest American zero. No puppet. No puppet. It's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's pretty clear you won't admit... No, you're the, the puppet. Run- I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. Hey, when you're a star, they let you do it. 
You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. I moved in here like a bitch. No politician in history, and I say this with great purity, has been treated worse or more unfairly. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I don't I'm really not a bad person, by the way. I do get good ratings, you have to admit that. I'm not ranting and raving, I'm just telling you. You know, you're dishonest people. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Hong Kong goes the truck. Guys, I know we've done some fucked up things before, but I think this takes the fucked up cake. And, and speaking of stamina, did you guys see the leak of his schedule? <laughs> they're go they're trying to find out who leaked it. Yeah, and they're not going to succeed. They they're going to fail. They might. Like the no, they fa they failed every other time. Why would they succeed this time? Well, the there's a limited there's that 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 piece of information would be kept in only certain parts of uh, you know computers around the White House, and there are IT. You know, there there's ways to access that information, and if you're not care, you know, there are passwords to enter to gain access to information, and you know, uh, they I'm might sorry, the American it. people have the right to those schedules anyway, so it doesn't really not matter. Not the point. Then. I'm only pointing out that they are hunting down you know, the leaker. Miss Mister Stamina only works like two hours a day. Yeah, because he has to have his executive time and his TV time and his pooping time and. His fast food hey, don't time. Hey, don't knock and, pooping time. Hey, pooping time can be accelerated. That is true. Anyway, yes. the, the point is, this man, not only does he not have the stamina, he's also a complete imbecile. <laughs> I know, right? Shock! That might, that, I think that qualifies for a drama sting. <laughs> Here is, uh, I think this was CNN. When he's briefed on something uh, that doesn't square with his policy views or his personal views, he simply rejects it and goes his own way. And we've heard that. I'm going to pause there because you know, who, you, you know, the last time we had a president that ignored his daily briefings, we had 9-11 happen. Just saying heard that yep. time and time again on Iran. Yeah. Uh, Syria is a good example. I mean, Ben Wiedemann is making a point the intelligence officials make, which is that mm. the threat of ISIS is not measured in real estate terms. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's a global threat, and they're inspiring other people. And that's not the kind of thing that the president wants to hear. G and so he doesn't hear it. Give us other examples. Uh, the first one is the president's ignorance. And that, that goes to the point about thinking that Nepal and Bhutan, which incidentally he also mispronounced as nipple and button, uh, are part of India, which they're not. Wait, seriously? Uh, That's seriously. what he said? Seriously. Uh, second is a lack of curiosity uh, about the world, which is different from other presidents. There are other presidents who've come into office, President Obama's one, uh, with not a lot of experience in foreign affairs. But this president has very little curiosity. So when he was briefed on the little uh, Indian Ocean atoll of Diego Garcia, which is the home to a very important military installation, uh, in preparation for a meeting with Prime Minister May of Great Britain, he only had two questions. 
The first one was, are the people there nice? And the second one was, are the beaches good? And that prompted one of the people uh, familiar with the briefing to, to say that he was acting more like a real estate developer uh, than like a president concerned about the security implications. Okay. So he thought the countries were pronounced nipple and button. Right. No, so and, nah. yeah, and, yeah, and, you, and you guys might have heard this on Kenny's show on Tuesday, but I dug this up from Mr. Science Theater. In case you're wondering, the episode is The Girl in the Gold Boots. Ever since I got back, I've been carrying my bill full, full of Nepalese money. From the land of nipple. Yeah, beautiful. All right, but you know what? We're helpers. That guy must have also been a, a, a graduate of magna cum laude from the, the school of Wharton. <laughs> like I said, Trump probably thinks magna cum laude is is a porn star name. But you know, we're helpers here in this program. I want I want to take the opportunity to use my platform to educate ignorant conservative assholes who might be listening. And so. I'm turning to an idol of mine, voice actor Rob Paulson. You might know him from uh, his work as Yakko Warner on Animaniacs. No one? Yakko, uh, anyway, yeah. He, yeah, here he is. Here, so this is the countries of the world. This is a little long, but uh, it's worth it. Like I said, we're going to educate some of these ignorant conservative savages. United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, a Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil, Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French Guiana, Barbados, and Guam, and Norway, and Sweden, and Iceland, and Finland, and Germany, now one peace, Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey, and Greece. Poland, Romania, Scotland, Albania, Ireland, Russia, Oman, Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq, and Iran, there's Syria, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Germans, Kuwait, and Bahrain, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, and Denmark, and Spain, India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, Thailand, Nepal, and Bhutan, Campuchia, Malaysia, then Bangladesh, Asia, and China, Korea, Japan, Mongolia, Laos, and Tibet, Indonesia, the Philippine Islands, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, New Guinea, Sumatra, New Zealand, then Borneo, and Vietnam. I'm Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana, Mozambique, Zambia, Swazi, and Gambia, Guinea, Algeria, Ghana. But wait, there's more. Burundi, Lesotho, and Malawi, Togo, the Spanish Sahara is gone. Niger, Nigeria, Chad, and Liberia, Egypt, Benin, and Gabon, Tanzania, Somalia, Kenya, and Mali, Sierra Leone, and Algier, Dahomey, Namibia, Senegal, Libya, Cameroon, Congo, Zaire, Ethiopia, Guinea, Bissau, Madagascar, Rwanda, Mayor, and Cayman, Hong Kong, Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Yugoslavia. Kurit, Mauritania, then Transylvania, Monaco, Liechtenstein, Malta, and Palestine, Fiji, Australia, Sudan, Montenegro, and Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Soviet Union is gone. South Africa, Georgia, Moldova, Latvia, Belarus, Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, hey, Kazakhstan, hey, then there's Tajikistan too, hey, Turkmenistan, hey, Dagestan, Armenia, Tonga, Palu, Lithuania, Serbia, Kosovo, U.S., Samoa, the Balkans, Brunei, Macau, and Crimea, then Eritrea, Ukraine, and Estonia, here's Macedonia, New Caledonia, then Eastern Slavonia, Ivory Coast and Cape Verde and Dora the Solomon Islands, Dubai! Dubai! There we go. 
I'm sure he said Zimbabwe in there somewhere. I was listening for it, but I didn't hear it. I'm sure he That did. is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. I do. Yeah, uh, I, I, I love him. I love him as a voice actor, me, and I love the character. He beat so, throat yep. cancer. He beat me throat. He beat throat cancer That's like a tough drum. to do. That's impressive. And I, but I loved, I love that cadence. I love that type of repetition. Yeah, yeah. Like I know said. that 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 sort of thing. It reminds me. There's a there's a bit by the Kingston Trio, and they're a they're a, a folk band from way back when, and it's called the 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 the, the uh, modern minuet, and it's it's something similar to that. All right, well, it's time to uh, go commence uh, with the nerd talk. Um, I will say one thing is that um, I've been wanting to avoid talking about it because um, if you listen to this program for any of the past seven years, you know that I am not a fan of Vic McNagna. Um, and I feel that my... my objectivity would have been tainted and therefore I didn't want to talk about the scandal but as an anime fan with a platform I think I think I have no choice at this point um so I'll be talking about that um long story short uh, he's a sick man and he needs to get help uh, we'll go into more details about that um other than that, I don't have plans. Do we have plans for Nerd Talk? Because I sure as hell don't. Yeah, we have um, the uh, anthology. Is Kenny going to be with us tonight or no? Yeah, he'll be with us tonight. I thought I, I didn't know we were doing that yeah. tonight. I thought I thought that was, like, pending. Well, I, I didn't know when, but I thought it would be a good one to do. I'm and trying to make it, Miles own up on this stuff, so yeah. Uh, how do you find anthology, just out of curiosity? Um... Define anthology a movie uh, a movie that's made up of several different stories. It could be like trilogy of terror, or it could be the you know the the, the crypt keeper back in okay. the early seventies. You know all all of those that are just made up of little vignette stories. You know even the one that I came up for the Christmas tales. You know the 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 Christmas horror show horror movie. Yep, that was an anthology movie the as one well. I, okay, so I've got two. Okay, yeah, Miles has his two, all and right. I have mine too. I have one. What was this? I don't. Oh, well, you have one. You had amazing stories and. Oh, amazing Twilight, stories. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Wait, amazing stories was a movie. I thought it was a TV series. It was. Both. I think it originally was a movie. Yeah. Not recalling the movie. It's okay. Do you need a hug, Miles? Nope. <laughs> I. He, he gets confused sometimes. All right, we'll be right. Well, we need to go to break. We'll be right back after this. Okay. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Now, 
On with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back. Join me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Legon. Hello. Wait. Yep, we're recording. Oh, thank God. That would have been bad. All right. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the Rogue DM Dungeon Master, Queen. Uh, you can name yourself. I, I can't keep track of all these titles. Michelle Legon. That's quite all right. I am just going to be the Queen of the Universe from now on. Queen of the Universe, right. Yep. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, t- we'll be talking about Big uh, Magnogna later, but uh, we got some sad news to cover. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with this. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, hearing noise. Uh, uh, and that is uh, the raccoon who was the model for Rocket Raccoon passed away. Oh, yeah, that was sad. Oreo, uh, the raccoon, passed away at age 10. So, I mean, actually, raccoons usually live for one to three years in the wild. So, I mean, him getting to 10 years old, I mean, he was old in raccoon. I didn't realize their lifespan was that short. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, um, I know, I know, ferrets are like, they burn out after seven, and that's in captivity. <laughs> well, that that's also in the best conditions. Usually, they're that's three what or I'm four saying. Years old, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. Aren't raccoons more ursine though? Aren't they? Yes, uh, they are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and ferret, ferrets are ferrets are are muscadines and correct. Yeah. And raccoons are... Ursine. Ursine. No, they're procyanoid. Yeah, but they're closer related to bears than they are rodent uh, to, to like, weasels and stuff. We all know Rocket does not like being called a rodent. No, he's a a trash panda. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... 
Yeah, that's a shame. Rat- raccoons are, they're cool creatures. They can be very destructive when they get older, but they are some of the most ambidextrous, crazy, crazy critters I've ever seen. And that's one of the reasons why I throw pepper out around my, my fish pond to keep the raccoons out. Although and after the hurricane, we actually had one break into our patio and go after our, our cat food and dog food. So. Must have been desperate. Yeah, raccoons are, I mean, raccoons are scary smart. Oh yes, they are. It scaled. It scaled the wall, the inside wall, to get out. Yeah. 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 Have I told you that we've got a trash panda that lives in the sewer by the employee entrance where I work? That does not surprise me. <laughs> they are one. Yeah, they are a very urbanized wild creature. So. <laughs> I mean, he'll yeah. say like when I'm waiting outside to be picked up at night. He'll just, he'll come out every now and then, he'll just stare at me, and I'll slowly go for my phone, and then he'll run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, all right, I dug this up. We, we might as well, since, we might as well play it. You know why I did it, Star Munch? Hmm? I'm not gonna answer Star Munch. I did it because I wanted to! What are we even talking about this for? We just had a little man save us by blowing up 50 ships! How little? Well, I don't like this. A little one-inch man saved us. Well, if he got closer, I'm sure he'd be much larger. If it's how eyesight works, you stupid raccoon. Don't call me a raccoon! I'm sorry. I took it too far. I meant trash panda. (laughs) It's worse. It's so much worse. why this makes us giggle so much is because Shane is playing a, a race in Star Wars that looks like Rocket the Raccoon and we're constantly calling him a trash panda. And how, yes. does, how does he take it? Hey, he doesn't care. He's a ruck. He, shrugs, he calls he himself a ruckus. Yeah, he's a ruckus. Yeah, that sounds so. about right. That sounds yeah. about right. Woot. Raccoons Woot for trash pandas. It. Yep, we love trash pandas. Yes, they're much better than finding a possum in the at the bottom of your uh, trash can. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to find a raccoon in a trash can. Mm. Possums are scary, though. Scary, creepy. Raccoons at least kind of look cute, but possums, oh my god, they yeah, creep me out. Yeah, will rip you a new one given the chance. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're more likely to contract rabies from a raccoon than you are from a possum. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the fun facts I know from having a sister that was a wildlife rehabber. Yay, raw. All right. Uh, and in other sad news, uh, British actor Albert Finney passed away at age 82 this year. He was... Uh, one of his more recent films was Aaron Brockovich. Well, recent, we mean that relatively recent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, I, I think that the movie I recognize him the most from is uh, the 1974 version of Murder on the Orient Express, which is an amazing film. Oh, yes, and a lot of BBC productions. I oh, yeah. love him to death. He, he's a great actor. He had that beautiful, poised British look to him, you know? Yeah. 
the Brits do have that look about them. But uh, he was he was nominated for four Best Actor uh, Academy Awards for Tom Jones, Murder on the Orient Express, again, amazing film, The Dresser, and Under the Volcano. And he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Aaron Brockovich. And John Fuel is saying, <laughs> first of all, John almost got me in hot water with Cat this week because he, I don't oh, know, no. I don't know what he, what, what he was told, but he, I, <laughs> <laughs> I called uh-huh. him, I called him, to t- I said, I want to talk about Virginia, Adam as a trans, I, what, you know, so, yeah, thanks for that, John, uh-huh, <laughs> trying to get me in trouble with my friends, huh, um, but he said he, he believed that uh, Albert Finney should have won the Academy Award for Aaron Brockovich. I haven't seen Aaron Brockovich. If I have, it's been forever. But um, he definitely deserved Best Actor for Murder on, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, that was a great movie. It's one of my favorites. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's 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 great in that it, it it's one of those films that uses the setting to really great effect. And that's one of the reasons why, I, don't get me wrong, I think that the remake was good. Ken Branagh is an amazing actor, amazing director, and I, I loved him as Poirot. But I think that the biggest mistake of murder on the, the remake made was having some of the action take place outside of the train. Because the original had that tension sustained throughout the entire time because they're, they're stuck in this train with... Supposedly, one murderer. Of course, we all know, we, right. we've all Miles, seen we've all seen the film. Yeah, but <laughs> we know Miles. You, you, I made you watch the original first, right? We watched the original, right? Um, help me a little. Watch the original. Yeah, watch murder the original on the Murder Express. on the Iron Express. Yeah, you had not seen it before. You starring know, with uh, a, Anthony Perkins and all yes. the, all those people. Yeah, starring okay. a young, starring a younger Sean Connery before Zardoz. Yes. And he enjoyed it. Yeah, right? it was good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. it. It's it's a great film. And um, I really want to buy the soundtrack, too. I've got a couple of cuts from it that I purchased from Amazon, but I want to get the whole soundtrack. Have um, you ever seen any of the others? Have you seen, like, Murder Under the Sun or any of the others that were... Agatha Christie movies? Yeah. No, not yet. I'm looking forward to check to see. I'm looking forward to see Ken Branagh's take on Death on the Nile. But again, I'm a huge Ken Branagh yeah. fan. I've, I've that's been... the older one, right? Hmm. That's the old one. No, Branagh. Branagh's the new one. No, you see the old one first. Death on the Nile, and and also oh, Murder oh, Under I, I the miss, Sun. I miss. I misunderstood what you're saying. I was about to say. No, okay. I mean I've I've been a fan of Ken Branagh since I saw his version of Hamlet. Just because that that was the first version of Hamlet that did the whole play, like the whole play start to finish. Most movie adaptations they cut out what they think are the boring bits. But the thing is that with William Shakespeare, there are no irrelevant parts to his play, irrelevant parts to his play. You Correct. Can't, you, you, there are no scenes that you can remove and not change things. And so I think that's where a lot of these adaptations fall flat. Whereas Ken Branagh. Yeah in 90 i think it was 97 or 98 maybe 96 because i was in high school and we actually watched this an adaptation in in a, a class a shakespeare class 
Um, Ken Branagh did the whole play start to finish. The only the only deviation from the original is that he he used a more modern setting. You know, he used a more modern Denmark because there was steam trains and, you know, stuff like that. But that's a minor issue. I mean, I'm not going to sweat. The, you know, I mean, Hamlet's the sort of film that you can set it in almost any time period and still keep, you know, still keep. I mean, like, and, and that's the same, same for a lot of Shakespeare plays. I mean, like uh, Patrick Stewart's uh, version of uh, Macbeth was set in World War II which was a brilliant idea. Whoever thought of that, you know, pat yourself on the back because that is an amazing adaptation. Um, but yeah, yeah, Albert Finney, you know, he, he was an amazing actor and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I mostly know him from Murder on the Orient Express because that is such an amazing film. And, uh, you know, I honestly, I feel bad because I didn't even know he was alive. Still. Um, so, yeah. Anywho, uh, do we have any other nerd news that I, I dropped into the chat this week? The thing I most remember about Murder on the Sun, I think it had Diana Rigg in it. And she is one of my most favorite British actresses. I love her to death. Oh, I mean, I... And she plays okay. Lady, um... Lady Orlean, I think, in Game of Thrones. Sounds right. Is that her name? Yeah. Sounds right. I oh, the, love the, her. The Queen of Shade. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Oh, the the the. You know, you're gonna kill me, but I'm just gonna throw this in your face, and you're just gonna stew over it for the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, oh! You're, what she did? Uh, uh, okay, I thought you're. I thought you're yeah. saying you're gonna do that to me. No, 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 no. Yeah, no one would suspect the, the dear old granny. Oh no, I I would because she was a she she knew her politics. She knew how to play every little stitch and weave of the political fabric. So I had no, I I never underestimated her at all. <laughs> I'm not saying I underestimate her. I'm just saying, come on, she's a dear old woman. No, don't ever think that. I old women can be vicious. I wouldn't expect <laughs> my grandmother of killing someone. Um, my grandmother could have done it. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Oh, geez, we really need we speaking <laughs> of we need to be planning the Game of Thrones special because that's coming up in two weeks. Yes, yes, yes. You can. We, I, I got. A, I, I gave Michelle a question earlier today, mentioning it. So we could do a little bit. Yeah. We. Yeah. Miles. Miles actually has a question that people need to think on for his. Yes. Uh, for for the Game of Thrones. Shall stuff. I present it? Yes, please present. Present away. Good question. Here we go. So, in Game of Thrones, you often have interactions between two characters. Um, I'll just throw out some examples. Like, for example, you might have uh, Sir Jamie with Lady Brienne or um, Tyrion with Bronn or uh, 
well, any any number of characters that you know, they spend a significant period of time together, or you know, depending on on uh, you know the the scene where where it comes up. So, which two characters do you enjoy the the interaction of the most? I already have mine, and I'm going to put that in chat real quick so nobody else steals it. <laughs> let's, let's take a look at the chat so I can steal it. <laughs> no, you can't. I'm just, if you I'm do just, that, I'm just yeah. playing, Michelle. <laughs> I will smack you down forever and ever and ever. You'll, you'll, so you're going to wait until the next time we go to AWA together and then smack me? <laughs> No, I'm going to come up to where you live. Remember, I know where you live. <laughs> I knew I made a mistake last year. <laughs> going to force me to drive. Yeah. You sure you're not going to forgive him, hon? Keep driving. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I can drive Kat, up there by myself. That's easily thinking for me. Cat, I didn't spoil. I didn't spoil anything on the on the Merv, uh, on uh, murder on the Express. All I could tell I you think I that, stopped him. Yeah. All I can say is, it's up on Amazon for instant viewing. If you have Amazon Prime, watch it. It's it's basically got a who's who of British and American actors. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm just verifying with her that the 1974 version is my favorite. Yes. Because it's been done before, like thought, in like Masterpiece the Theater and stuff like that. No. Masterpiece Theater did a couple versions of it or something. Like Masterpiece Theater was 80s, one. though. Something British did it before him. Okay, hold on. There's an easy way, know, to, but... there's an easy way to, 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 to figure this out. Murder... Or maybe it's afterwards. I don't. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's it was been definitely done several times. Yeah. It's been done several times, including uh, on what is now masterpiece mystery. Um, they did it because you know Albert Fin, uh, not Albert Finney, um, David Suchet was Poirot for like twenty five years, and so that was one of the ones they did later in his run. Um, let me see. They did it on the radio. The film was 1974. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the first film adaptation was 74. Yeah. Uh, the first televi the first television version of it was in starring Alfred Molina as Poirot. Uh, was in 2001, and then it was done again. Um, by David Suchet in uh, Agatha Christie's Poirot. And then it was adapted by J uh, Japanese TV in 2015 <laughs> using, yeah. using uh, Japanese actors, you know, important, you know, famous Japanese actors. So, yes, the, the 1974 is the original film version. Yeah, I think I may have saw it as a play. And then one John Moffat. John Moffat did yeah, a BBC radio. Yeah, but that's radio gotta be after seventy four. So. Um, John Moffat did a um, radio version as Poirot. So yeah, you really, Cat. I I do. I really recommend the the. Well, I recommend both versions. I I like I said. I have no real problems with with Branagh's version, other than I think the only mistake he made was 
you know, taking some of the action outside of the train. That was that was a small misstep, but it's a very minor part of the film. Yeah, I I like the newer version too, but but my love is nineteen seventy four. I, mean, I not... like the older Pro series, you know, all, all the older Pro mis- mysteries, well, the murder said... on the, yeah, Death on the Nile, you know, Murder on the Sun, all of those. Well, I said, I, uh, I think, uh, I think David Suchet is my favorite Poirot. I mean, like I said, Albert fin- Finney was, you know, like I said, that was the role I knew him the most from, but, uh, I would say that, uh, oh, it's pronounced Suchet. I'm sorry. Uh, that, 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 yep. that's not, you know, I, I'm sorry, but, uh, one, one of the fonder memories of my younger adulthood is my father and I would have discussions about Pravo and, uh, Sherlock Holmes. And it wasn't about the two main characters. It was always about Watson and Pickering. Who played the better sidekick? Mm. Because because Watson has been played so many different ways. And a lot of times he's played as the fool. And the same thing with Pickering. Yeah, Watson's no fool. I mean, come on, he's an army surgeon. Yeah, so that's why I like like the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, version, you know, with... um, uh, um, in no, uh, no, no. Uh, no, um, I forget his name. He, yeah, me too. He was in the, I, I the suck at names. Trilogy. Yes, he was. He was in Black Holmes? Panther too. No, Ian Holm. No, he was ever okay. Wh- which character? Martin Freeman. Doctor Watson. Martin Freeman. Yeah, I love Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. I love him as as Watson because he plays the shell shocked doctor, the doctor that well, he's been through crap, and, and not just not just that, but he is in in several respects Holmes is equal. He's yeah, he's very intelligent, but if you've watched like um, he's the no Basil Rath- yeah, if yeah. you if you watch like the Basil Rathbone's uh, doctor, uh, doctor, or even Peter Cushing's, or any of the other actors, a lot of times Watson's played as a fool, a bumbling fool. Yeah, and that's not the way. No, Conan, or Arthur Conan Doyle meant for him to be portrayed. You know, I mean, it's always no. made clear that you know Sherlock Holmes is a genius, but that doesn't make Watson a complete and total moron. No, Watson was there to pull Sherlock back when Sherlock went overboard. Because Sherlock was an addict. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't mention that. Yep. Yeah, they forget about um, that a lot. Benedict, <laughs> I think Benedict's is. Uh, yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, yep. they, 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 had, they had that one scene where uh, in, uh, it was, it was, was it season four? Uh, have we seen all of season four, hon? No. Hmm. I know we got through the first two. We might have done the third. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I I love the modern adaptations of those as well. But 
Oh my just, God, it, the the Moriarty in the new one. Oh, that act. <laughs> oh. I will say this: he could be a great master in Doctor Who too. Yes. Yes, but let's not cross the streams. Let's let's keep the the genius where it should be. I mean, I don't think he's coming back as Moriarty. No. I mean, he could, I suppose, but... I still want River to come back. Not if Chris oh, Chibnall has his way. No, I want my River, damn it. I, I don't give a damn about Chris Chibnall. I want my River. I mean, he's about to get his ass canned if he doesn't get, if he doesn't, you know, get his act together. I think we're getting really, really way off base, though. Yeah, we're in the weeds. <laughs> so, next segment. Next segment, we'll talk about Vic Magnagna. Like I said, I wanted to avoid yeah. talking about it because I've talked, you know, I've met, you know, like I said, I've mentioned it before, I did not like him. I've always felt like he was overcast. I don't like that he's one of those hyper Christians. I don't like the fact that he destroys people's artwork that he doesn't like. Did you so, read Kat's, um, uh, discussion on how she met him? Uh, no. It's I'll, in chat. You should. And I'll, I'll read. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again, I've always felt like I mean, it's not that he's not a good actor, or it's not that he. I've always felt like because he did so well as Ed Elric, and he did do well as Ed Elric. I'm not going to take that from him. Mm -hmm. I've always felt that that led to him being overcast. Like there were for a period of what, like four years, you could not watch an anime series out of Funimation and not hear Vic Magnagna's voice. Okay. You know, like he, he was the yep. flavor of the month. And that that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to talk about it because I've always kind of had a low opinion of him. But again, as an anime fan with a platform, I feel I have an obligation at this point because I I believe the accusers. Yeah, well I, I have some very good friends. Um they're Christian. They're in the entertainment business. And they don't act like I've heard this guy has acted. And I'm pretty sure they're the first people that would decry such yeah. stupidity. Well, and, and of course, Vic's fans are going after like Monica Real. We'll talk about this next time. We gotta go. Kenny's probably waiting for us. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
is Indy Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant, rude, ignorant, and all round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Joining me, as always, are the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the queen of the universe, as she insists on being called, the rogue DM, mother of cats, etc., etc., Michelle Legon. I have been crowned five times, so I deserve that title. <laughs> so let it be written, so let it be done. And yes. also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, sadly not Hello. a king or queen. No, no. Miles but... Lacan. Yeah, hi. Hello. And finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yeah, and believe it or not, I'm related to Mary Queen of Scots. Woot woot! Really? And Robert the Robert the Bruce, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's in Civilization so, yeah. 6, oh. which I, I play with Miles on occasion. 
Well, have fun playing with great, 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 granddaddy. Give me. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. I just had some mushroom pizza and hot wings from Mr. Patino's Pizza around the corner. And I had to wolf it down because I got there at like 10 after. Uh, and they still hadn't put the fucking pizza in the oven. Oh, no. I'm like sitting there tapping my finger. So I had to really, really work to get that stuff down. See, but fortunately, it was see, tasty. This, so it was if there was ever a point to say, don't you know who I work for? That was that. <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. How, how Tear uh, down that of a bearing wall and put a window uh, around me. Dad's doing pretty good. Uh, he's back home. Uh, you know, he, he needs to start his physical therapy. Susan and I are going to go down and uh, take him groceries and uh, help him do some stuff around the house tomorrow and, you know, go from there. So a uh, son, it's Kenny. a slow process, but he's, what, three and a half weeks out from heart surgery. So, uh, oh, yeah. So they had so, yeah. split up in his chest and everything, right? Oh yeah, the whole shebang. Oh, just... <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk. Fortunately, about... he already had. Fortunately, he already had hinges. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I just. <laughs> All right. So yeah, well, uh, we're glad that the Ken Senior is doing okay. And like I said, Kenny, you're 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 a good son. Yeah, you're better parents. than I would be to my parents. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't think there's a lot of geography, as much geography between me and my folks as there are yours. No, my parents live about five minutes away. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. I, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but my, my, parents, are also, also, my parents are also right-wing loonies, so there you go. I thought they, they <laughs> up north. So. They, they have property have in the in... Carolinas. Yeah, but they live just technically five minutes away from where we live. So, yeah. There you All go. Right. All right. What's on our agenda? Well, <laughs> did I, I did was... you hear my uh, question about the Game of Thrones uh, thing in the last segment, Kenny? No, I was. I was. That's fine. For his pizza. Should pizza. we give him a heads up? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, the question for the Game of Thrones thing uh, in the show is the. Uh, what is your favorite pairing uh, interaction of characters? What two characters, you know, sometimes some characters will have a, you know, uh, a brief interaction or it'll, it'll last over a few episodes, but which, which two characters did you enjoy watching together? Um, for examples, uh, the, what were the examples I gave? Oh, like um, Tyrion uh, and Bronn or Sir Jamie and Lady Brienne, um, things like that. Well, you want yeah, me to put my pocket until the special, right? Yes. Right. Mm, but, or, I thought we were doing that actually, today. No, no. We we pop them into the mic check uh, development chat just so that we don't duplicate. I already put mine in there, so. <laughs> oh, the Skype chat? No. 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 Facebook, Facebook, Facebook chat. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, uh, first, of all, first of all, I was reading the chat during break, and really... Cat, you've gotten drunk with Monica Rial several times. That's, That's nice. Be... Next time you get her, get drunk with her. See if you can get us an interview, okay? 
yeah. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure with Funimation talent, we don't have to go through pesky agents. All right. Well, I've been wanting to avoid talking about this again because I've had such a poor perception of him for a very long time. But I, I, I feel that it, the situation has gotten to the point where, as an anime fan who has a platform, which is generously given to me by Kenny Pick, who could fire me at any given time. Yeah, fired. In three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> And actually, I think I've gone the... Have I gone the entire show without saying the F word again? So far? So far. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, we're going to do this. Double or nothing. Yes. Wait, what word? <laughs> nice, nice try, Kenny. <laughs> Fried Frack. food? Frack. Yes. Bar uh, fart. Fart. Anyway. Or feck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please stop. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Continue, continue. <laughs> um, I, I've always had issues with Vic Mignogna. Um, he just seemed, struck me as a guy who is a douche. Um, this is a guy who is one of those people who, you know, he he's he talks about how great, you know, I don't, first of all, you, you can't be, you can't be a follower of Christ and brag about being a Christian and pray in public because Jesus is pretty clear, you don't trust people who pray in public. Um, and I'm a godless heathen, and even I know that. Um, <laughs> thank you, John Fugel saying again, who got almost got me into trouble this week. <clears throat> um, but again, I feel as uh, you know, um, this is a man who you know, when when given fan art depicting a Yahweh, you know, character, you know. Boy, love basically. Uh, he would. He once destroyed the drawing. That's the story. And I'm sorry, as a friend, as a as someone who has artists as friends, I find that completely unacceptable. And that's pretty much the 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 story that made me say, nope. I don't care if he's the only person AWA I can wangle an interview with. I will never interview Vic McNabb. And can't you you know this? Like I said, you know I've said consistently he is the one guy I wouldn't interview at AWA. Just because of that. Well, it's come out that uh, I don't rem I don't remember this, but I'll take the word for it. <laughs> okay. Maybe I haven't been as consistent as I thought, but um, it has come out recently that uh, some people are accusing him of inappropriate behavior at conventions, including unwanted hugging and kissing. And I've read the stuff. Again, I was trying to avoid talking about it because I feel that I'm already biased against him. I mean, not just not just him as a person, but I've always felt like he was way overcast for like five years, and there was five years where I couldn't watch a damn anime series without hearing his voice! Mm. Um, but again, I feel it's my responsibility to talk about this because I do believe the, 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 the accusers and what I don't understand is if this is true. And again, I believe it is how it is that Funimation, who has been his primary employer, hasn't done anything about it because there is no way they didn't hear about this. 
You know, I mean, you're at a, you know, like, you know, you guys know when I'm at the anime convention, I come correct because I don't want to get blacklisted. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of the voice (laughs) tell them is like that, too. You know, so, you know, so if something someone acts out of line, they go to the, you know, to the chair of the convention, say, hey, this happened to me. They're going to go to. Their people, in this case, Funimation, who is his primary employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and say something. So I don't know if Funimation knew and didn't say anything, or if it was just Vic was effective at keeping a lid on it. I don't know. Um, but I believe the uh, the accusers one hundred percent. And one of the accusers is is Monica Rial, who is the voice of Bulma. On uh, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super, a great voice actress. She's on the list of people I like to interview. Oh, Kat says she. It's been 14 years since she got drunk with Montreal, so she, chances are she can't get us an interview. But anyway, um, she says that uh, you know he engaged in inappropriate behavior with her with him, and she didn't say anything just because for the simple reasons to me, which is she didn't like him. He came off as creepy, whereas me, I just didn't like him because of his bullshit Christianity stuff. Um, so, I mean, if anything, the person who's sticking their neck out the most is Monica, because I can tell you, Vic McNagna probably has a lot more fans than her, and so she could do more damage to her career by accusing you know i'm looking like this why would she falsely accuse him i mean she has everything to lose and nothing to gain but for falsely accusing him so um but yeah this is disturbing stuff and he got fired from uh rooster teeth he was working on their cartoon ruby um, so, I mean, his career is pretty much... I mean, this is a 57-year-old man. <clears throat> Youch. And I just... Yeah. Go ahead. What? I'm sorry, 56. My mistake. Okay. <laughs> That's not enough. 75. So, I just, like I said, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand... Why he would do stuff like this, but I also don't understand, you know, how it was kept quiet for so long because that tells me the conventions either put a lid on it or Funimation did, and I, I would put more money on the, uh, on the conventions trying to keep a lid on it because he's a big draw. I'm looking at him on Wikipedia right now, and there's a picture of him uh, from a uh, uh, the um, Comic Expo in Calgary from 2011. Wow, he looks like a douchebag. <laughs> that stupid-looking yeah. bracelet, douchey, washed-out T-shirt, ugh, and the hair. Yeah, he yeah. just looks like he—he he looks like one of those modern-day megachurch uh, preachers. Yep. On uh, February seventh, twenty nineteen, voice actress Monica Riel came out <laughs> on her Twitter, explained that she too had been sexually harassed by Magnagna, as well as her friends and co- work colleagues. Mm. <clears throat> and then uh, Jamie Marchi also confessed. I, I'm not familiar with her, uh, but let me see. Judy, I'm not familiar with. Well, 
I'm not familiar with uh, many of her uh, roles. But again, I believe. I mean, come on, where there's smoke, there's fire, people. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I know you've never been really a fan of this guy. Um, but I can understand a little bit how it feels. Um, one of my favorite authors, um, uh, was outed supposedly, um, outed by her daughter as being a molester. And, uh, that, that made, that made me feel horrific. I mean, I love her work, but, you know, how do you look back at that work now without feeling it being a little tainted? Well, and that's the thing is that, you know, even though I wasn't a big fan of his, I've always felt that he was great as El- Ed Elric. I'm not going to take that away oh. from him. But now, how am I supposed to go back and watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? And you got to think about this, too. What about the castmates? What about the castmates? Because now people are going to say, did Maxie Whitehead know? Maxie I... Whitehead, you know. Well, well, I have yeah. an idea how you can go back and rewatch it. You just make <laughs> you just edit it and put in your own dub. There you go. <laughs> or subtitled. There is that. Well, I I have not yet watched Full Alchemist Brotherhood, and um, I could I can promise you that when I do watch it, I'm not going to know who any of the voice actors are anyway. I wouldn't know who this guy. I I wouldn't know. I, well, he's, he's the lead. My my, I mean, you can't miss him. He's the but, he's the kid. Yeah, he's Ed Elric. Yeah, he's the main yeah, character. Ed. He is he is the Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Fifty-six well, year old man. Yeah, he did pretty good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's like when I read that author's books and 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 all the anthologies that she produced afterwards, and you know she she recently died, but you know. You you think of the you think of their artwork, and you try to push it away from the person that they were, if the allegations are true. Now, with my in well, my case, the art the uh, it, it it's not been completely proven, but you know, why would I not believe her daughter and son? You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, Listen, I I definitely believe the accusers. I just I was worried that my my perception of him was biasing. It's like I said, I believe the accusers. I I would not be qualified to sit on a jury on this case because I I believe he it, I believe it's true. But you know what's true? And I wouldn't. To- yeah, I wouldn't because I'm conflicted. You know, I can uh, understand con- the kids the kids versions, and I can understand. But I I couldn't do it, so I would have to say I, I there's no way I could judge this case. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, that's the way I say in most juries. I can't judge this case because I was not there. I don't know the yeah. facts. Yeah. I mean, he, he apparently hey, um, kissed an underage child. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, no. Oh. Hey, um, yeah. it, 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 can, can we stay in the realm uh, of voice actors but uh, go a little more upbeat before we go to the break? Yeah, Please sure. do. <laughs> okay. Um, I just want to tell everybody uh, I'm really, really stoked uh, with the DC streaming service. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I absolutely fucking adore this show. I love it. It is so good. It's uh, Young Justice Outsiders. I need to go back. You don't have to watch the original Young Justice uh, series because the really interesting thing about it is it was canceled like five years ago. 
Yes, it was. And they're bringing it back for a season three. And basically, they're just showing all the characters as if they aged in real life. So Young Justice, they're like starting families and stuff like that. Like, you know, the 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 different, you know. and But it's such a complete story. And they're introducing so many cool concepts. And the selling point. Gray Griffin is in this in a very key role as uh, Dr. Helga Jace. And she also does the voice of Lois Lane and Donna Troy, a.k.a. Troya. Um, I know the name Troy Baker has been floating around uh, here for a while, but Troy Baker is uh, Prince Brian Markov, uh, a.k.a. Geoforce, from the, Chris, a member of the Outsiders. Crispin okay. Freeman is uh, Speedy slash Arsenal. There you go. I didn't. I didn't know that name. But Tara Strong is also another name you guys would recognize. You you would recognize at least Adam, right? Yep, Tara Strong yep. is somebody who's. Oh, she's yeah. She's an, oh, and, and funny, and she's actually playing a character named Tara, Princess Tara Markov. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and and some really fun ones like Danny Trejo, you know, Machete as Bane. Oh, I mm-hmm. love Danny Trejo. Uh, you know. Oh, I love this him. is. This voice cast, Steve Blum is Count Vertigo. I know that's a name that's been kicking around. Um, oh, hell yeah. Uh, this is a whole who's who of voice actors in this. And they should, I mean, they have so many different characters from the DC Universe in this. It's impossible not to be entertained. It's just, you know, you get all these cameos and, and foco- focuses on certain characters, and it's really cool. It's just one of those, and 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 like I said, it's it's they're they're really introducing a lot of different storylines, but they're doing it in a really good way. And the first, uh, it's a long season, it's a long season. So the they've done the first twelve or thirteen episodes, and now they're on hiatus. Uh, and the new live action Doom Patrol is going to fill the new programming slot uh, starting next Friday. Yeah, so I, I've that's watched, pretty exciting. I've watched the first two seasons of Young Justice, and one thing you need to know about that is that the 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 showrunner, the guy who came up with it, is the same guy who mm-hmm. came up with Gargoyles, which, as you all know, is one of my all time favorite cartoons. Well, there you go, Greg Weissman. But, but oh, yeah, I love if, if, Gargoyles. Oh yes. But the if you're gonna of... take a chance, if you're gonna take a chance on the streaming service, I, I think now is a good time because. You get all of Titans in the first half of uh, uh, Young Justice that you can binge, and then Doom Patrol's coming out soon. Oh yes! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about anthology movies, and don't forget. Actually, it's a good thing we're doing the anthology movies this week <coughs> because I was thinking we would save it for the last show, uh, uh, the last show of the month every month, the, the movie thing that we had time. But and I was like, oh shit, we've got the Game of Thrones show. The last show. Um, yes, and this is a very short month, anyways. That's why we're doing anthologies this month. Yes. So uh, one thing I do want to ask is because uh, every year on Midnight Sun I do a Valentine's Day set. So should I do that tonight or should I do it after Valentine's Day? Tell me. I do it think. tonight. Okay. And, yeah, I do it tonight. And it, it doesn't make sense to do it afterwards. And, and and in the last segment of our show, can I do a, a brief segment on the new adventures of Loki? 
As in mm. your cat or, or the Norse uh, guy? Yeah, as in my cat, because this one deserves some airtime. <laughs> the, the saga of Loki. I also yeah. have a brief I have a brief Mego update for tonight, too. That'd be All cool, right. too. Yep. All right, we'll be right back after this. Talk about anthology films. Right after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Look at you, this fat butt. Flabby arms in this ridiculous belly. Hey. And utter disregard for personal hygiene. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we're back for our number three here on Mike Check Radio. Join me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon. Hey! And also joining us out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the queen of the universe. <laughs> She's got a promotion. Uh, sorry, Michelle Ligon. Yeah, I got my fifth crown today, so that makes me queen of the universe, at least in my mind. Yes. And finally, out of Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Kenny Pick. Yeah, and uh, this I'll tell you what, this was a good topic tonight because I had the hardest time whittling it down. Oh, no. <laughs> there are so many, aren't there? It was, No, it was fun, though. It was yeah. fun to think about all this. So I got a lot of honorable mentions. Well, yeah. I didn't do any honorable mentions because I watched so many of these things. So I just have mine, too. We're talking about anthologies? Oh yeah. yes. Oh, okay. All right, Michelle. This is your 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 baby. Take it away. Yeah. Let's start this off. This is our uh, our our movie segment, where we pick a topic based 
on the month, maybe, or the time of the year, or the holiday it's closest to. And since February is the shortest month of the year, I decided to go with an anthology fest. So pick your favorite movies that have antho- that are based on anthologies. That means they're, they tell two, three, four, maybe even, like mine does, um, 20-something stories. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's basically, you know, just, just short little snippets that'll get your goat and or make you scared or make you happy or, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about horror. horror. Mine usually are. Sorry. Yes. That's your speci- speciality. Yeah, so my first one is going to be the shortest of them. Okay. My first one is, is Tales from the Crypt, 1972. This is one of the originals. Um, it has an, an amazing all-star cast. You know, it's got Joan Collins, Ralph Richardson, Jeffrey Badelin. You know, it's it's basically the first Tales of the Crypt that they adapted from the horror comic and made into a an anthology movie. And you you if you have seen it, you will remember Joan Collins. It's basically her murdering her husband on Christmas Eve. And uh, that's I can't say much more without spoiling it for y'all, but it's basically about People who have done bad things in our life and reliving those stories and um, going on to their just desserts. Cool. Fair enough. Next. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. It's fine. Um, uh, this one, uh, if, if you haven't seen it, it, it's a great one. It's in the, in the vein of, uh, you know, the tales from the crypt and, uh, oh, what was the seventies one? Um, oh, geez. Uh, never mind. Um, but yeah, it's, it, but it came out in 1993. It was a Showtime movie and it was directed by in part and starring John Carpenter and had uh, Toby Hooper from um, he directed one of the one of the sh- segments too. Uh, he Toby Hooper, of course, from uh, the late Toby Hooper from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it's called Body Bags, and oh, yes. John John Carpenter plays uh, what appears to be a deranged morgue attendant. I won't spoil everything about that. And he's and he's all ghouled out and makeup and everything. Does all the cornball, you know, drinking drinks from aldehyde cocktails and things like that. And there are three stories in this. Uh, one is called Gas Station. What uh, the gas station? One's called Hair, and one's called Eye. Now the cast of this movie is amazing. It is Stacy Keach, Sheena Easton, Debbie Harry, Mark Hamill, Twiggy, Robert Carradine. Um, and it is so much fun. And I got to tell you, my, my favorite segment out of this is hair. The second one, because it is gross yes. and you will see Stacy Keaches. You've never seen him before. I've never seen Stacy Keach in a role like this. And it was, it was very amusing. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's a really cool, fun movie. I, you know what? This is something I had never seen until today. And I was so impressed by it that it bumped one of the other ones I was talking about. And I figured it was 
off the off the wall enough that you know people might want to hunt this down. You can get this. Uh, you can watch it if you sign up for a seven day free uh, free trial of uh, Shout Factory on Amazon Prime. Not a sponsor. <laughs> no. Of course, Shout Factory is also the people behind who have been releasing Mystery Science MST- Theater. Yeah, yeah. So they've got loads of MST3K. I was excited because they have a bunch of Jerry Anderson stuff, including Space 1999 and Thunderbirds. So that's yes. exciting, too. Thunderbirds are a go. I and love not- me some Martin Landau. Oh, yeah. Martin Landau, <laughs> yes. Barbara Bain. Yeah. One of the coolest husband-wife duos there there were. Yeah. May he well, rest in peace. Apparently, I get Shout Factory free because I've got Amazon. Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice. Well, I I don't get it for free. I had to sign up for a free trial. Yeah, but you don't have Amazon Prime anymore, right? Yeah, I have Amazon Prime. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Well, let me see. Don't don't look at it now. (laughs) Right, right. Because I'll have to chase the squirrel. Yeah. Miles, yours? Uh, the classic, um, Twilight Zone. It's a anthology of four stories that all, all, from what I remember, they're all taken from uh, older stories. The, yes. uh, the each there were four directors to this movie, um, and each took took a story from the old uh, Twilight stories and. Did a new twist on it or a retelling of it? Um, it it it's it holds up. It holds up. It, it it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember the one involving William Shatner in the original Twilight series. And, mm-hmm. and uh, John Lithgow was in was uh, took his role, right? Yes. Did he? Yes, he did. Yes, Another fun correct. fact about. Another yes. fun fact, Burgess Meredith, uh, Twilight Zone uh, uh, alum, was the narrator of that, too. Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, there was a, uh, I mean, there was a issue with that movie because there were people died. Oh, the tragedy oh. with the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Vic, Vic Morrow and the two yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because the t- those two kids were not hired legally. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big scandal. That was ugly. No one was found, comp- you know, uh, criminally liable for their deaths. But yeah, it was a big, big to do. Well, he died too. That the helicopter malfunctioned and just mm-hmm. tore them to shreds. Yeah. I think there was something having to do, from what I read, with the uh, pyrotechnics guy. It was. It, it, it. That's exactly what it was. Uh, the, the heat from one of the explosions caused an updraft and caused the helicopter to lose control. Yeah, it's a shame. Some, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So uh, two two children. God, what were their ages? Like seven and nine? They were really young. Yeah. Small enough for him to be carrying them while he was running through water. Yeah. Wow. So uh, anyway, it, it, despite the, the the they couldn't they couldn't put that scene in the movie, obviously, because you know couldn't finish the scene. But uh, the movie, yeah, it's got a lot of different. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know how many, how much of the stories you want me to talk about. There's, I don't want to ruin the movie, but you know, it's a, it's a classic. Yeah, well, the original episode had Billy Mummy in it, right? I will. Uh, um, 
The first episode? No, wait. The, Which... Yeah, the original. The original before before they made it into a movie. The one of the first episodes was Billy Mummy. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Who, by the way, is good friends with Jody Hamilton? Oh, that's not surprising. No. Very good. Adam. All right, my pick, my first pick, is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's The Necronomicon, which was made in oh. the mid '90s. Yes. It, it doesn't exactly stay true to the original stories, but at the same time, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. You know, it's it's interesting to watch. Um, oh yeah. And it stars uh, Jeffrey Combs as H.P. Lovecraft, who kind of. <laughs> you know, ties everything together. So it cover, uh, I forget, uh, the, it, it's got, uh, let me see here. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. Um, it's, I don't think it really had too many big names in it outside no, of him. No, no, it's kind of, uh, I think it did have David Warner, I believe. I love David Warner. Who doesn't love David Warner? Yes, uh, David Warner was in the. Uh... Oh. No, I just I, I now I have a uh, now I have a um uh, uh, honorable mention. <laughs> oh, David Warner was in uh was in Body Bags too. Yeah. Oh, very cool. He was in the Stacy Keach one. Oh yes, he was. Yep. Great. He's the doctor. Now it's seven degrees of David <laughs> Warner apparently. He was Rachel Goo in Batman Anime Series, who was played by Kevin Conroy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but anyway, it covers uh, it. it uh, the Drowned, which I don't, I didn't recognize it as a Lovecraft story, but you never know. Um, the Cold, which was um, a version of cool, uh, cool Air. And this is the one that mm -hmm. had uh, David Warner in it. And Whispers, which was supposed to be... Uh, Whisper in the Dark? Whisper in the Dark, but not so much. Yeah. No. It, it was serviceable. It was a serviceable film. But, I mean, nobody's done true justice in, in, a, in a large production to Lovecraft's work. You know, the, those, the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society or whoever does, like, the short films, like the Cthulhu movie and stuff like that. They've done some pretty fun stuff, um, but it's on, you know, pretty small scale. But the, the cold version, the cold one in that was, was done very nicely. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that was fun. Yeah. So, okay. is it my next one? Yep. Yeah. All right, my next one's a little more modern. 2012. This is called The ABCs of Death. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's going to be completely horrific. It's going to be nasty. But some of these were actually very comedic and enjoyable. Basically, what they did is they approached a lot of our the top-line directors and producers and said, look, we want to do an anthology. We want to make the, the films very short, but we want them to have quality. And they came up with some really, really good talent. 
And basically, this is about 26 individual films representing the ABCs of the alphabet. And they are spectacular. You know, they, they range from shocking to hilarious to horrifying. I, I think I think somebody would find something in the in these that they would like. You're not going to like all of them. Some of them are going to be pretty nasty. But there's going to be something you will find that you will enjoy. And I don't really want to spoil it. So that get that gives me my second uh, that's my second top pick. Susan loves that movie. Oh, okay. And they did a there's a sequel as well. So. Oh. Yeah. All right. right. So my second one Adam should this could should get Adam's seal of approval. A Robot Carnival anime anthology. Um, I rewatched this today too. I had seen it uh, a long, probably about twenty years ago, but it, it was a movie that anthology movie that came out in nineteen eighty seven, uh, and it has a lot of crazy, fun, experimental. I think it has uh, eight segments, a lot of uh, plus a framing sequence. No, no, open, no, yeah. So technically, yeah, eight total if you count the opening and ending together. Um, yeah, there's one really fun one that I like in in there. Have you seen this, Adam? Robot Carnival? No, not that I think about. It. Oh, you should look it up because you could probably you'll probably recognize some of the directors' names, and I'm not gonna try and fuck them up right now. Um, but uh, the music's really fun for it. Uh, there is one one segment in this called Presence. Uh, no, not not present. Deprive. Deprive is the one. Um, Deprive is a really kind of like um, a very kind of traditional robot action kind of you know almost Dragon Ball with giant robots kind of thing. Um, and it's it's really fun. It has a really cool bit of music in it. A whipping guitar solo. Uh, some really cool synth work, and the an- I love the animation on it. And also, it has one of the most ridiculous-looking anime villains I think I've ever seen. He kind of looks like a cross between like a character from uh, Mad Max, David Bowie, and Kiss, like all rolled into one. <laughs> uh, or, and and you know, and with hair on loan from Vegeta or something. So, uh, but yeah, and bleached hair, of course. I think his hair might have been several colors. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it, it really fun. There's a little bit of experimental uh, animation in this, with especially with the the one called Cloud. Uh, the one that opens it is called Franken's Gears, which is kind of a little nod to Frankenstein, um, and it has some really really cool animation. It's it's one of those things where it's like you can just see the love that was put into every uh, every cell in this thing, you know, and, and it has really cool effects i'm sure that were groundbreaking at the time for like how they did like lighting and like um electricity and things like that so um so yeah i i really recommend it there's there's a couple cheesy ones i really didn't like starlight angel although the the you know it's a little too cutesy for my taste but the animation in it was superb the giant robot in that was was amazing but yeah Robot Carnival. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, you know, this is anime for people who don't have the time to commit to big long anime anime runs. You know, and uh, and it, and it shows the the true diversity of the art form as well. 
Did you look it up, Adam? Are you looking yep. at any of the? Yeah, I probably yeah. shouldn't. Any be. names? Any names that are familiar to you in the in the directed by category or written by? Let me see. No, but I'll I'll take a look later. Okay. So Miles is next. What? Miles is next for the what? The another anthology? Yes. Oh, Michelle tells me there's one called Amazing Stories. I don't know it. I don't remember it. You remember it? I don't remember it. I remember the TV series. I don't know anything about a movie named Amazing Stories, but... Miles, 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 stop taking this segment so seriously. Okay. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, yeah, Amazing Stories was good. I don't remember it. <laughs> Don't remember. I remember the TV series. I can tell you about the shows, one like the one with the bomber. The, that was great. Love that one. Here, I'll, I got a gimme for you. I got a gimme for you. Uh, all right. I wanted to do this one, but I didn't. How about heavy metal? Have you seen heavy metal? Oh, it was a long time ago, but yes. Yeah, animated. That had some, it was. <sighs> It was a little, little, uh, you know, it doesn't really, some of the segments don't really hold up to time <laughs> because, it, you know, kind of inappropriate and immature, but uh, it had some pretty groundbreaking animation back in the day. It did. Uh, yeah. It, uh, I actually watched it way past when it came out. I mean, I mean, I watched it. When did I watch it? Did I watch it with you, uh, Michelle? I think I did. So within the last 20 years. And this movie came out in what? Uh, early 80s? 80. 80 or 81. Yeah, yeah, so I watched I watched it in like the 2000s, probably 2008. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, yeah, it 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 <sighs> I remember how it ended, the little plot twist, but mm -hmm. other than that, you know, I'm like Oh. Yeah, yeah, there was a plot twist, a whole it was a bunch of stories. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember some of them, but oh, yeah, I want. Yeah, I wanted to rewatch that for tonight, but I couldn't find. I didn't want to pay to rent it, so I'm gonna order the disc from Netflix. Cool. I remember something about a guy that was under under trial. He was skinny or then big or. We actually, I think we own it, hon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, watched it. The soundtrack. Forever. The soundtrack for that movie is fucking amazing. Oh, yes. Great soundtrack. Yeah, Be My Valentine, Admin, plays Heavy Metal by Sammy Hagar and um, uh, Burn and Few from Blue Oyster Cult and uh, Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. Or no, Mob Rules was in from Black Sabbath was in that. I'll send you a note later. Okay. My turn? Yep. All right. Uh, I, 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 this is a stretch, but... This is my pick, and that is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. I watched this a lot as a kid when I was younger, and uh, it's classic Disney at its greatest. It's got Bing Crosby doing some singing. It's, narr uh, it's narrated by both Bing Crosby and Basil Rathbone. And, I mean, it's a pretty, you know, pretty decent telling of The, of, uh, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So I, you know, and of course, uh, Wind of the Willows as well. So I, uh, it's a very enjoyable film for me. Cool. Yeah, 
yeah, okay, yeah. that's another uh, example of when you love an artist, you love what they've done, but then again, you find out later on in life that they're a jackass. Yeah. Yeah, because Bing Crosby was not a nice father. No. <laughs> if you remember correctly, he was pretty pretty brutal with his children. Hey there, kiddo. I'm gonna knock you around a little. Yeah, oranges uh, in a in a in a in a sack or something like oranges in a pillowcase or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something like that. Oh Jesus Christ. It was horrible. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Whack. Uh yeah. So um yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, can I do a couple of my honorable mentions? Yes. Yeah, yep. Yes. Uh, Monty Python's Meaning of Life. Oh, Hell yeah. Absolute anthology. Right side of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, History of the World Part 2, Mel Brooks. Yes. What a great anthology. That's a good yes. anthology. And, and another one, which I, if you guys haven't seen this, I highly recommend it. It's start. It's 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 on the cusp of being an anthology and not being an anthology, but it is. It, it, it's it's uh, uh, several stories that are not completely independent, but they are. Um, they, they, there's a there's a narrator who tells the story. There are characters who don't always interact, but there is kind of it all kind of ties together because it takes place in the same Texas town. And the narrator for this movie, is, in uh, on screen and voice, is the one and only David Byrne from Talking Heads. And the movie is called True Stories, and it stars John Goodman. Uh, and this is from '82, I think. And some of you, even if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen um, you've seen uh, parts of it. If you've ever seen what the video for Wildlife on MTV. And there's all the different people singing the song. Do you guys, anybody remember the video? Yes. Where it's just like, yeah, and it just has all these people, you know, cuts to somebody else singing at the microphone. That's literally like, like from a, I think like a karaoke night scene in the movie. And John Goodman actually sings a song in the movie. That's really good. Um, The soundtrack was just recently remastered, but it's really funny. It's got a really cool, dry wit to it um and uh it, it, it very like kind of strange 50s nostalgic here and there but also kind of like it pokes fun at like 80s mall culture and things like that and manufacturing and and uh you know and it's it's if you haven't seen true stories you got to see it john goodman is terrific in it so is david byrne and, uh, and it's got a really interesting cast. Um, so there you go. Those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. My my honorable mention is, um, now that I think of it, it should have been one of my tops. Um, it's, it is an anthology movie, but it's also got a full plot mixed around the anthology. Yeah, that's kind of like true stories. Yeah. Um, Waxwork. Oh, okay. With David Warner as the evil waxwork man. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's about it's 1988. He lures these kids into his waxworks, and they have to live out the it, it, um, the 
the, the waxworks to survive. If they die in the waxworks, it just furthers his goal into releasing the ultimate evil into the world. So, right. yeah, and it's it's a very very cool movie. It's underrated. It's what cheesy. It's again? it's called Waxwork. I see. 1988. It is cheesy. It is fun. It is gory. It's horrifying, but, you know, if you like a fun horror movie, this is the one for you. And as I said, it's got several different stories intermixed into the main storyline. So, yep, it's all about an anthology. Always a plus. Nice. Oh, final, final honorable mention, Black Sabbath with Boris Karloff from, I think, 1964. Also inspired the uh, the band oh, Black Sabbath. Great movie. Great. Yeah, yeah. I love Boris Garlock. Well, again. Oh yeah. Who doesn't? Yes. Any right. honorable mentions, Adam? Uh, none that I can think of. I love this segment. I love talking Me too. movies. Yep. All right, so next segment, next segment we're talking, we have the latest in the saga of Loki. Yes. Kenny, you had something, you had a Mego update. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yep, we're going to go to break and we'll cover that when we get back right after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I think he's like the thing. He only imitates human behavior. He's not actually human himself. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Shall be caught without a shield by clerics rotten. 
must stand and fight the hounds of hell Or wander deep in dungeons fell This is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. What? I said you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio 
with Adam Heber. Superpowers, got any? Well, um, I can eat my own weight in ding-dongs. Uh, I can turn red traffic lights green just by staring at them. And I can do an oil painting with my butt. That's enough to get you on this show. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back for a final segment here on Mike Check Radio. Join me as always out of the city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. She can turn red traffic lights green just by staring at them. And she's gotten crowned five times. The Queen of the Universe, Michelle Ligon. Yippee! That is me. And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. A man who could eat his own weight in ding-dongs and other tasty confections. The GM Galaxy Master, Miles Ligon. Hello, and Snickers bar are my weakness. Okay, fair enough. Snick- Snickers are good. And finally, what can I say about him that other than he, he is legendary for his ass paintings? Mr. Kenny Pick! Oh, yeah. Like I said, I, I really, really... My, you should see my, my Pollock uh, phase. <laughs> I knew that joke was coming. <laughs> I knew that joke was coming. Anywho... Uh, all right, so now we have. Stop! Jesus. Sorry, Stop yawning. I d- <laughs> Sorry. What are you, John Kendall, or something? Is yawning permitted? Yes. Wow. No. All right, all right. So, uh, who wants to go first? I will give a brief update on Loki. Okay. The the god of mischief, the cat. That personifies being a pain in my ass. He was sitting. Um, we we um, in Florida, we've been having some really pleasant weather. So we've opened up the windows. He sat by my window and and looked out the screen. And then this other douchebag cat in the area decided he was going to attack the screen where Loki was. Now this douchebag cat. Ripped the screen out of its mooring. And what did you think Loki was going to do? Loki sat back and watched? No. Loki decided he was going to freak his mommy out by dashing through that hole and going after that cat into the street. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So... I, I'm screaming. Miles is already asleep at this point, so Miles has to wake up, going, "What the hell's going on?" And we, Miles, take it from there. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, throwing a robe, go get the flashlight, and we go out front. We're you know looking around because we don't know where he is at this point, but he's in the swale. That's what it's called, right there, like a swale. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the swale about eh, three feet off the road. And he's facing off about two feet away from this other cat. And I I got the, my flashlight on him. I'm about 80 feet away from him. And, uh, you know, I'm barefoot. So I don't want to go charging off and get a splinter and some kind of a crazy thing. So I'm, I start advancing on him. I'm not the most nimble guy anyway. But anyway, I start advancing. And I uh, Loki picks up that 
like, oh, okay, somebody's coming, something he knows, you know. But uh, he kind of relaxes a little and kind of starts to turn away and head back. And that other cat wasn't having any part of it and jumped him. (laughs) (laughs) It jumped Loki and bit him and clawed him and the two went at it. And that's when I had to pick up my step a little bit. And as I got closer, that other cat bailed. And apparently it, it, uh, you know, something big as me comes charging at you. It pays attention. So it it bailed. And, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how well it would have gone for that cat if I'd managed to get a hold of it. (laughs) I don't know. I probably would have flung it across the road. Anyway, uh, so now Loki bails because he got jumped. He goes running under a car. Shell's scared, crying, thinking he's running in the backyard where there's more dogs and somebody, you know, I don't know. But she has the front door and pops the front door open and once that happens, Loki puts two and two together and he runs back into the house. Crisis averted, but yeah, Michelle was... Yeah. Handle it. I mean, we lost a cat to a dog last year. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Year before, yeah. Yeah, and that was rough. That was really yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because our neighbors don't yeah, our neighbors don't believe in leash laws. So mm. and we don't let our cats out. If they run out, it's because something yeah. Provoked them. Fortunately our cats really don't have any interest in going outside, so that's never really an issue for us. Yeah. See, my our Miko, he likes he likes the he likes the idea of outside. But not the reality. Yeah. Well, I think because our weather is so, you know, we're so much more seasonal here than you guys are in the South. Um, our cats are just like major wind, rain, snow, sleet, hail. You know, they're like, no, you know, they just never know what's going to happen. So they, they, they know how good they have it inside. So we do have a new little black cat living outside uh, that I've been feeding here and there. not religiously because I don't want it to get too attached, but we might try and catch it this spring and get it fixed and release it or see if somebody wants to take it. But I think it's too feral, but it talked to me last night. I went outside. It obviously knows that I'm the guy that'll give it food sometimes. And it like flopped down on the patio and started wallowing around in front of me. So I was like, oh, okay. There's a step in the right direction. Maybe we can catch it and get it fixed and release it next, you know, later this year. Yeah. Well, we shall Loki, see. You have to realize Loki is only going to be a year old. Actually, he's a year old now. So he's still learning. Full of hell. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so. And I'm calling the little black cat outside. I'm calling it Billy. Oh, okay. So, because I want to, I, I want to be able to call it something because you know it answers to kitty. Right. But you see, cat, cats hear the e sound on things. Yeah. You know, that's like a thing. But anyway, yeah. So I'm glad you were able to get Loki back, though. That's good. Oh, I was because I would, I would have, I would have been freaking. I would have been like little, bad. <laughs> little bastard. Yeah, he is. My little Spitfire. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, you, you good? You want me to give him my quick Mego update? Yes, please. Yes, please. All right. Well, this is uh, this is something kind of exciting. I'm going to get the actual press conference 
or a pre- press conference, press release uh, posted on Mego Ambassador the other day. And, um, in of course, you know, because it's on the internet, um, there's all kinds of people who are being assholes about it. But this is the official press release um, from Joel Reisen- Rosenweig, who's the new VP, I think, of Mego. They've had a shakeup. There's some weird stuff going on with the company, which is pissing me off. But uh, this is the big announcement. It's uh, Marty and Stan together again. Mego Corporation announces licensing agreement with Stanley's POW Entertainment. Legendary toy creator partners with Stanley's POW Entertainment to create new action figures straight from the secret vault of Stanley himself. So these are characters that have never, ever, ever appeared in comic books or in any kind of media or anything. They're going to go straight from Stan's ideas that, you know, co-creations that he made with other artists. Um, and they are going to be producing original Stan Lee characters for the very first time in action figure form. And I couldn't be happier. And, and um, a lot of people are like, oh, they're not going to do new Marvel figures. No, you dopes, because Hasbro has the license until like 2022. And Marvel's owned by Disney. And a small ball player like Mego isn't going to be able to get the fucking rights to that right away. So who's behind um, this? Uh, who's behind what the Stan Lee, um, the really Mego sh- thing? Yeah. Um, well, the, the, these really, this press release was put out and, and it's been in the works for a while. They had been talking to Stan Lee before he died oh, okay. about this. So this is, uh, you know, um, this is not his handler. No, no. Okay. This was something that Stan, Stan and the company had been talking about Stan. Okay. You know, gave his blessing on this but it's been in the works for probably over a year so um and you know the and marty and stan had actually spent some time together uh at one of the conventions recently you know last year too yeah. so um uh, marty abrams that is so yeah so it's it, you know um a lot of people are complaining because they're like oh we just want all new care we want characters you know, these, these are going to suck. I won't buy them if they haven't appeared somewhere. And, and I thought to myself, some of my favorite toys as a kid never appeared anywhere except, you know, as a toy. I didn't, you know, I mean, there were there was uh, uh, an action figure I had called Pulsar in the 70s um, who had, you know, you, you, he had this transparent chest piece and you could pump this button on his back and blood would pump through him. And there was... Uh, um, Mego uh, introduced the Micronauts to America, uh, you know, and I didn't know anything about Microman from Japan. They basically, you know, rebranded them, brought them to the United States, and they were huge. Uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, G.I. Joe and Super Joe. You know, G.I. Joe didn't have a cartoon until the 80s. You know, they didn't have a comic book until the 80s. Um, you know, th- those were things that were just toys, you know. Um, and you know, there were, there were so many other ones. There was the metal men, not related to the DC figures, but there were these actual diecast metal figures that came with spaceships and stuff like that, that I love. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, so in, in Mego was my favorite toy line of all time. And, you know, there were characters that they made for different lines. Uh, uh, but you know, actually they, they made, they made figures for like, you know, they had the, 
the world's greatest super knights, which were like Knights of the Round Table or the Robin Hood figures or the Pirates figures, which, you know, they were just historical characters, you know, you know, so granted they had been heard about before, but all these people are griping and moaning about this. And it's like, you know, if, if, if you can't accept this as a tribute to Stanley's imagination, um, then, you know, sorry, <laughs> you know, and they're just like, oh, Stan Lee's trash bin, shit like that. The people are being really negative about it, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, if, so, if you're if you're trying to buy something just because it's branded already, you're a douche. Kinda. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I mean, I get the appeal of buying characters you want, but yeah. I would much rather have Stan Lee characters than fucking full house characters. And, you know, there was one other licensing thing that they they did, and I have no idea. It must be somebody who works for me as favorite fucking TV show. But they're doing, like, four, four guys from Impractical Jokers, which is kind of like... What the hell? No. It's, that, sh- that show is basically kind of like Jackass for old men, you know? Uh, it's, like, it's like, Jackass was really cool. Let's water it down a little bit and do some dumb things, you know? And I, they, so, yeah. Yeah, I'd I don't rather, know who decided on that. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Carbonaro effect. At least he does magic. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather watch paint dry. Yes. <laughs> I I've only seen uh, like a video on YouTube of Impractical Jokers, and uh, it it was nothing that yeah. I would uh, you know I was just like this is dumb. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so I think that's big news. And, of course, we're still waiting on the pre-release. Michelle has ordered hers. I've ordered mine. Yeah, I'm waiting for mine. So bad. And and I have a quick un, a personal Mego update. Uh, you saw the Van Helsing figure I was working on. Oh, very well, cool. Well, I, I, don't, I don't have a name for her yet, but he has a partner, and he has a, a, a steed to pull the stagecoach I'm working on for them and some other accessories. I'm going to post it in the chat room right now. So, and this is not the fini- the final uh, female body I'm using for her. Uh, I ordered a special body from uh, a company called KC's Galloping Gals, which makes a more, a, a less cartoony female body that's more articulated, but in the same scale. Um, but so, you know, if, if you look at the picture, she's got, you know, um, she's got like a... A vest and a cape and a top hat and some boots and stuff. And, you know, I gave him more gear. And I ordered a, a vintage, like, 70s or 80s Briar horse that has blinders on it to actually get a horse that looks like it should be pulling a stagecoach and not just, like, some screaming stallion, you know? Yes. So, so yeah. And he actually has the built-in harness on him and stuff, too. So it looks pretty cool. But anyway, that's uh, that, that's my Van Helsing set I'm working on. And I'm actually going to try and convince uh, Migo to... Um, I'm going to say, look, how cool this is. You could make this on the cheap. You don't have to license the characters. Because I, I think Van Helsing should be public domain, right? Yes, I think so. so name, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, I'm calling it AJ Van Helsing. And I think Van Helsing's name was actually Arthur Van Helsing. But uh, but this is Abraham. Abraham. There we go. Um, but it was uh, but this is AJ for Action Jackson Van Helsing because I'm using an Action Jackson figure, and that was the (laughs) shtick with Action Jackson in the '70s is that they sold different outfits and play sets and stuff for him. And I figured 
you know, what better for all these monsters they're releasing for the monsters to have somebody to hunt them? Oh, yes. You know, so and uh, and if it, if, you know, so but at the very least, if you end up taking yours out of the package, uh, Michelle, and you get them, I will make you your own Van Helsing, too. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually working right now on a, a, a Dread Knight. Mm. I'm painting That's that bugger up. Figure. Yep. Cool. Wow, you're you're uh you're cranking them out again. Very good. Oh, I'm trying. I I've had a bit of a setback. With my crown and my being sick. So. Okay. I apologize. Okay, so there's zero rush at <laughs> all on those things. It's a lot of figures, and I told you I probably. I'm going to put them in a display case, hang them on the wall, and probably, because I'm probably never going to be get to play Talisman with anybody again, because all my friends are jerks. <laughs> oh, no, no. So, well, unless I can uh, take when, Lucy to play. Or when we online, come up there to visit. Online. Yeah, yeah. So, online Talisman's a lot of fun, though, and it's a lot easier to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> so. But when but, yeah. we come up there to visit, we will play Talisman with you. Sounds good. Sounds oh, oh. good. Wait, 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 well, wait, wait, wait. Is there any way I can like bribe <laughs> to, to come with? Yeah, but we we could we could uh, we could drop by and pick you up. We just have to determine the date. Kenny, we got to make this yeah. happen. <laughs> what you do, it's not too hot and not too cold, and I can get the table set up in the garage. Yes. When's that? I, I'm I'm stupid about Cleveland weather. Don't do it in July or August. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And don't forget, you promised if I ever make to Cleveland, you take me to the Natural History Museum. Uh, did I? I could well, that'd be ass. cool. I, I thought I promised to make too. you chicken. Thought I promised <laughs> to make you chicken. Oh wait, that reminds me. How'd the canola bowl turn out? You gotta tell me. Yes. Oh, it, it turned out really good. I'll tell you, my favorite thing uh, is the uh, the beer batter, Michelle. Uh, I know you wanted to know about this. The uh, yes. The uh, Guinness batter, it was so easy to make. Uh, the only thing I would have done differently is probably add more salt and more seasonings to it. But that batter, it puffs up so awesome and is so crunchy and so crispy. Um, it is just amazing. The onion rings were great. The the And the bread and mushrooms were great. Um, I did broccoli and cauliflower too, but I kind of ran out of batter, so they weren't as, as delectable as the other ones. Um but yeah, basically, uh, you can make a decent sized batch of onion rings or bread and mushrooms, um, or both, uh, with, uh, one bottle of Guinness or can or whatever. Basically, I think I probably used about a cup and a half of flour. I just eyeballed it and then I mix in my dry spices and stuff like that. And I put a little bit of water in there to kind of get it to start clumping up a little bit. And then I gradually added the beer and it, it, ended up being a little bit runnier than pancake batter is where you want to get it. And it was incredible. The color on it was beautiful, you know, and since you're doing vegetables, you know, you don't have to over, over super duper overcook it. Um, so it was maybe like, I think five minutes in the oil or something like that. And, and do you have gas or you have a, you have electric. So, um, do get your oil, um, set on, uh, the the very medium setting plus a little bit more, and that'll get your oil right where you need it to be. Did, you know, did you nail the so KFC just like, recipe? 
Uh, the KFC recipe came out pretty good. Um, uh, I, I liked it a lot. Um, it was better on the wings than it was on the drumsticks. I think the drumsticks I got were a little too big, and I think my oil started to die by the time I got to them. So, uh, but yeah, the wings were terrific. Um, what was the temp? The what was the temperature of the beer when you added it? It was straight out of the fridge. So it was nice cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just you, you could add it cold or warm. I don't think it would matter. But yeah, no, actually, actually, cold does matter. Yeah. Well, yeah, cold. Yeah, I put it. Yeah, cold does make sense because it doesn't break down the glutens as quick. Yeah. So it doesn't get real doughy. Yep. You know, it's more airy. So yeah, so yeah, I would say yeah, definitely go with cold. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, it was it was terrific. I think uh, I think uh, uh, you and Miles will uh, really get a kick out of that. Um, you know, it, it was really good stuff. It, very Most nice definitely. flavor too. Yep. Very nice flavor. Okay, that's pretty cool. Well, that's good. That's good. I, we got to make this trip happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my French fries. On the other hand, they they looked pretty in the picture, but they were not crisp. Oh, did you twice bake them or no? I parboiled them. Oh. And that well, I I watched some videos yeah. about boiling them, and they said they should come out crispy if you parboil them. Didn't work. I I think no. maybe my oil wasn't the right temperature or something. I don't know. So, I got I. I Get a new thermometer. Yeah, to get mine really crispy, I usually bake them first and then I fry them. So okay, I I parboiled them and patted them dry and let them and then put them in the fridge to let them firm up. Yeah, and I put them in and I just couldn't get them crisp. So yeah. I followed a real fish and chips guys guys recipe on uh, <laughs> on, on uh, YouTube too, and you know. His fries crunch, but I think he overdubbed the sound. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there we right. go. Uh, so, what do you think about, about the the Stanley Migo thing? I'm I'm excited. I'd love to get a look into his imagination. I don't get what the heck, what yeah, the big deal is. I mean, people are just being wine brats. Mm-hmm. And there was so much of the, his stuff he couldn't release because of all the, the restrictions that we were trying to place on him. Yeah. So I'd like to see some of the stuff from the earlier vault. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I You know, I, I think it's going to be fun. And again, he worked with a lot of talented artists, too. So oh, uh, yeah. it's going to be partially their vision as well. Miles, uh, Miles, Miles is feeling so left out. He's not a Marvel guy. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Miles, do you have anything you want to say? Mm, I, I'm okay. No. Oh, he's good. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> uh, parting shots, uh, Michelle. Um, all I can say is that, um, I'm good. There we okay. go. Okay. Miles! Hello. What's your no, I got nothing. I got nothing either. Nah. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just waiting for, uh, the next shoe to drop with, uh, whoever, uh, gets a knock at the front door. 
from the FBI. Yes. Please be, please be Junior. Please be Junior. Please be Junior. Please be Junior. <laughs> That's gonna make Schittler get really orange. All right, uh, Kenny Pick, what do you got for parting shots? Uh, not really a heck of a whole lot. Uh, not sure exactly what's going on on Tuesday on Turn Up Tonight, but uh, we'll have a show, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, going down to see Dad tomorrow. Uh, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, and I'm um, dreading the um, St. Patrick's Day is coming, folks, in Cleveland. Oh, yes. I, I am I sorry. <laughs> it's on a Sunday, so... I'm probably not going to work, but I'll have to do the cleanup. Sunday, I'll have to Sunday, Sunday. Count, count the deposit down on Monday. That's going to be fun. So, anyway, that's it. Have a lovely week, everyone. Okay. Uh, my parting shot. Uh, the first episode of Re- Relics and Rarities is up for uh, free. Wait, no. Oh no, I mis- I was mistaken. It is not up for free viewing. I apologize. Damn it. Oh. Uh I was going to say please check it out, but uh damn. Uh so uh well if you get a chance check it out. Um I know Michelle has a uh, has an alpha sub. Yes, yes I do. And I enjoyed it. Matthew Lillard was uh, does a great uh, Scottish accent. So, all right, uh, that's it for us. We'll be doing uh, we'll be doing both a tribute to John Williams because yesterday was his birthday. I, I, did anyone notice that? I did not no. know. Nope. Yeah, yesterday was his birthday. He turned. Uh, let's see. He uh, born February eighth, nineteen thirty two. He is. 87 years young. So still we'll doing... still going strong, too. Yep. Yeah, well, but... Yeah. Didn't he um, say he's out of the Star Wars? He is done with Star Wars after yep. episode 9. But, uh, so we'll be doing... And, of course, my Valentine's Day set. Got a bunch of stuff ready. Uh, and, uh, we will be back next week, as usual, and of course, we got, we, we gotta, uh, I'm gonna have to find time to, re- to rewatch a bunch of Game of Thrones, guys, because, uh, we've only got two weeks left. Oh, yes. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it, w- winter is coming. No, winter's here. <laughs> 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 alright uh, that's it for us everyone have a great week and, oh John Williams has composed the score for 8 of the top 10 top 20 highest grossing films at the US boss office hell so, yeah yeah nice You know, we love us some John Williams so everyone have a great week uh, like I said uh, I'll be keeping an eye on the, the Vic McNagna thing but uh, like I said it doesn't look good I think he needs to just go away but we'll see what happens. Anyway, everyone have a great week. And, uh, oh, no, I did not want to hit that. No. Stupid fingers again. All right, everyone have a, 
Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a hot mess tonight. Everyone have a great weekend and uh bye. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Gasping worm. Push the button, Frank. Get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Visitors, thank you for your attendance. Mr. Chairman, uh, I see that your five minutes is up, and so... Uh... <laughs>